What is going on, peasants? Welcome back to another episode of I Came With Fire podcast. This one, as you can see, is a special edition. We have uh, a fop here, apparently, in the middle. <laughs> a, d- a dandy, if you will. A, a dandy, that's, exactly that's right. up as a dandy. Li- literally Yankee Doodle Dandy. <laughs> and then we've got Aaron Love. You guys know who that is, looking like a minute man. And, um, you know, if if you're not surprised by the way we look right now, just wait till the 4th of July episode when we all have gingivitis and an abscess somewhere you can't see, just like everybody else in the 18th century. So we've put a lot yeah. of uh, time and effort so, into this. So I'm ready to do this. Let's see how long. Gingivitis. <laughs> it's true. Zach, Zach went all out with his costume. I like it. I would like oh, to Aaron. say, though, we really committed to this bit. This was a thing that we kind of joked about recording in tricorn hats after the first of the year. And then it just became one of those games of chicken where, you know, everybody refused to blank. Like, yeah, did you get your hat? Yeah, bro. I totally got my hat. Did you get your hat? Yeah, bro. I totally got my hat. I got a wig, too. Like, it, exactly. just came, it became this competition where we're like, oh, no, we're totally doing it. Now here we are just committed to the bit with these dumb hats on. Exactly. What Zach wasn't telling everybody is that he actually has had this wig for a long time. Oh, no. Right? Mm-hmm. It's because I don't I'm even so want bald. to know what you do with that wig I on. Just wear it. I wear it to feel like I have hair <laughs> and connected to the founding fathers. I'm honestly sad you're not a recruiter anymore because I would love to just see a bit of you interviewing somebody looking to join the Air Force dressed up that way. Oh, absolutely. If I walked into your office, I probably would just tell you to sign me up for whatever the fuck come for, come first. You know what I mean? I hand you Open your general. Musket. Let's just do it. Open general. <laughs> they give me your Everybody musket in that room, and... I'd be like, hey, shut up. What's this guy doing? I want to do whatever this guy's doing. This guy over here dressed like a Civil War reenactor? That, this yeah. guy? I want to I want to go like the, the dandy. Get me fop number two. I don't care. What do I got to be? A fop's apprentice? Is that what they call it? Give it to me. I want to go now. That's right. <laughs> So this guy's partying, and I've been missing out this whole time. Chop, chop. Write the papers up. <laughs> the mismatched color from your mustache and your wig really, really sells it's the It's really throwing though. me off. Yeah, it's boy, yeah. that thing is just disgusting. <laughs> Are you within 500 feet of a school? I am contractually <laughs> obligated to ask you. I don't think I am. I don't know. I haven't I'm, measured it exact? recently. So okay. I'm not quite sure. Are you safe? I am safe. safe? Yeah. Right, yeah. They're you, not safe. That's you the important okay, question. <laughs> Does your wife feel okay at home? Yeah. Not to me. Blink if you feel safe. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Aaron, what have you been up to lately, man? Nothing, man. Got a uh, a really chill holiday season done, so that was good. As always, One's Ready is just chugging right along. So if you have anything and you're ramping up to start something new in the new year, whether it's a workout plan or to, you know, maybe talk to somebody about a life change, hit us up. So that's always yeah. out there. So go check out One's Ready, as always. But really just a chill kind of holiday season where focused on family and chilled out and, you know, took some breaks away from social media and the news and focused on real things that are important, like tribe and family and some of those traditions that, that we do during this part of the year. So it was mm-hmm. awesome. You know, saw a bunch of loved ones and uh, it's you're, I'm kind of in like that lawless wasteland right now because I have like some days off and it bled into a weekend and pretty soon right. eating like, you know, it's like living in an airport 24 seven. You're eating <laughs> full meals at eight o'clock in the morning and having a, a drink with liquor in it and it's nine thirty. You're like, what's happening? I think that's the best part about the airport though. It might be that there's just no rules at all. No. Time doesn't apply. I that's right. how I treat it, man. If I've got a flight somewhere at six AM, if it's open, why not? Full send. 
here's my here's a, a little bugaboo, a little picadillo that I have. It annoys <laughs> me to no end that I'll have a very early flight. Let, let's say the flight's you know five forty five taken out of Seattle. That one happens all the time. I'm on that bad mm. boy all the time, right? The lounge isn't open until like five fifteen or you know whatever. You have what? to get to the air, you have to get to the airport. Listen, if the airport's open, if you can fly out of there. I should be able to do it from a lounge. I don't, that's what I'm paying extra for. Just line the point. schedules up. Like I want right. to be able to go sit in an Amex lounge, the Centurion lounge. I want to go just chill out, have a quiet breakfast to myself, have a coffee, have a drink, whatever. It should be open and it should be serving alcohol. And if I get elected president nationwide, <laughs> I will make that a federal law that all lounges is, are open. If, if planes are flying out, is this your official announcement? Listen, I got a platform that I think people will like. I don't know if I have the policy to back it up, but I'll tell you this much. Airport bars open immediately. Idea number two. Yeah. How else I'm going to improve airports? You know how everybody, there's that, you know, the the carousel where everybody gets their bags and they all go stand too close. And then you got to excuse me and whatever. I'm going to paint a line five feet back. I'm going to pay one little angry dude with a bamboo cane. And he's going to be in that line. and It's going to be the red zone. You see your bag, you step up, you grab your bag, you go away. You don't. That little angry man with a cane going to give you a whack or two. Keep that bad boy clean. Dude, I would pay to see that. And it's always like the old grandma that's just like standing there. And her flight got in early and she got told that carousels were her luggage at. But like, yeah, like, Karen, we got to get through Seattle and Phoenix before we hit fucking Pittsburgh. Can you just like wait back there? <laughs> Can you, you know, lady, please get out of the way. I got stuff exactly. I got to do. Exactly. And I just, you could probably just like tip the guy, you know, and he'll just whack. I don't even think, I think he's going to end up hating his life so much. He's going to be fueled by just pure anger at other humans. And like, you just pay him in cigarettes and the occasional, like, you know, old school rip fuel with a Fedra in it, just a couple of those and let him smoke. If you let that guy smoke inside, imagine a little dude smoking a cigarette, sweaty and just pissed off at humans. No one's getting close to that luggage carousel. We got to just give him like a scoop of the OG one and more. You know what I mean? That shit now with the talking. fucking actual the amphetamine in it. Let's That'll go. That'll be it. Game Did you over, see they bro. just released the uh, the Jack 3D? So the Jack I, original I floor. I see that. Yes. That's amazing. I'm so glad. You know, I, I got to admit, like I, I thought maybe that had been something Trump did, you know, because that just seems like his his whole thing. Just want people, it does seem right up his alley. You're right. It does. But I'm, I don't care. I don't care where right comes from. You know what I'm saying? Whoever mm-hmm. does it, I'm here for it. So yeah. it's important you know to me. when it's true. You know, imagine Trump gets on and just starts <laughs> talking about there was somebody that brought back Jack, the original, not this old, not this new stuff, the original formula. <laughs> Hilarious. That's how I got through COVID. And that's you can't do yeah, it. I heard he didn't have the energy to get up. Sad. Not me. <laughs> I got 3, up three thousand milligrams of caffeine for breakfast. <laughs> Maybe you should tr- you should uh, tell Trump where you got your wig. Where what? I said Zach should let Trump know where he got his wig because that would be kind of cool. Oh, I got it from oh, Jeff man. Bezos. It'd be hilarious. Could you imagine if he did like you got it from Jeff Bezos? Yeah, that's, yeah. I guess that's true. I got mine from <laughs> Jeff Bezos too. Amazon. Yeah. Wow. So you guys you guys really don't understand how Amazon works. This is breathtaking. I'm glad we got this out of the way. You think it's all <laughs> Jeff Bezos' stuff, huh? Yeah, it's it like is. It's house. coming from his house. Yeah, <laughs> he never made. You saw the picture of him in the garage. Yeah, he never made yeah. it out of that garage. He's it's still a, slinging it's stuff. a small mom and pop shop. Every and I go by, and they just ship out stuff that I need. That's right. The American dream. 
every book I've gotten off Amazon comes from Jeff's basement. A hundred percent. Every single one. Uh, he ships In it fact, himself. I'm pretty sure he's got like a printing press. He's just all day. <laughs> That's why he's so jacked. Just printing press, printing press, <laughs> printing press. Man, he just goes to show like, you're not getting old. You're just broke. You know what I mean? Like, look at J-Lo. Like, J-Lo is Ugh. 745 years old. That chick is still winning beauty pageants. She's gorgeous. Like, everybody that sees her is just like, she's not real. She's somehow defying time in, in general. That's, Jeff Bezos, same thing. That's like Dolly Parton, too. What yeah. was that? She was at the halftime show recently for some yeah. game. I was like, get the yeah. fuck out of here, dude. And she's yeah. in a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader outfit. I was like, would. <laughs> Why not? You know? Nine to five. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wow. Working wow. Every Absolutely. Not. You're in timeout. I don't know okay. what we got to do, but yeah. I just mute myself here. That's it. There's a reference, right? You're gone, Dolly Parton. How dare you? Sorry. She's a treasure. She is, man. She's an American I, hero. I would, I would, I would though. <laughs> it's true. Actually, your hair and hers kind of match. It's yeah. true, you know? You actually do a little bit. There's uh, a resemblance. There is a, yeah. Not so <laughs> much of the goatee. Like, no, thank God. Jesus. <clears throat> maybe if there was like a trans contest for for dolly partons you might get mm. a goatee in there i don't know <laughs> goatee to mustache well speaking of trump aaron <laughs> i wonder what trump would look like with a mustache i wonder if there's a picture out there i'll look but i am wondering what you think about all this hullabaloo about keeping trump off the ballot Oh man, just buckle up for 2024. So we're getting into a position here, right? And mm. here's my here's my problem with 2024 and I'll get to your question here in a second, but cool, man. man, we are setting ourselves up where nobody's going to accept any results either way on either side of the coin in either direction. So basically what you're cooking up here Valid. is now that you have these idiots in Colorado and the Supreme Court's going to take it, so Colorado has to put them back on there because that's how stays work when they file these injunctions, but they have to put them back on the ballot. The Supreme Court is going to look at it. They're probably going to if it if it doesn't go nine zero, uh, I would be shocked. I think even the Supreme Court is going to have to go nine zero on this one. You want some of the more liberal, you know, judges and entities up there being a little bit more, probably a little bit more vocal in their dissent. But I don't even know if they're going to like truly file dissent. Like I don't think they're going to vote against it. I think they're going to, mm-hmm. they're going to go. Okay, this was terrible. The it didn't prove what you said it did, and it should have never gotten here. I think that's probably what happens, but. It doesn't matter because Trump's been in the news and now it looks like, again, the charge here was for insurrection. He's never been charged with or convicted of the crime of insurrection. Nobody has. Mm -hmm. He didn't incite it. He's on tapes not saying it like we have all all the the stuff in the world that the reason that they said the 14th Amendment and specifically, you know, Section 3 saying that, you know, a felon can't hold office. Even that's furious for what they're claiming it to be. I think that's that's plain. But what you're setting up is a system where Republicans know that this is a farce and Republicans mm-hmm. know that they're just using lawfare against the number one political opponent in order to garner some sort of favor or, or flail in either direction. Like they want to adjust right. this process, right? You're not allowed to call that rigged because then people freak out and they're like, Oh, there's, you're saying they invented votes. But like, well, no, but right. I'm saying that these things can have leverage placed on them in directions and say, if you suppress a story right before a news or right before an election cycle, like say about a laptop, you can actually change 16 to 18% of those people's minds about who right. they vote for. And that's what happened before. So now Republicans are like, no, there's no way you're losing all of, you know, you know you're using lawfare against a political opponent. This is all nonsense. This should not be true. That can be true at the very same time 
that the Democrats are also going, oh, wait, hold on. The only reason you guys are going after Biden with all this fake impeachment crap is because he's, he's such a good dude. Meanwhile, the Republicans are like, no, we have all this evidence. We have all of this evidence against it. Like all that stuff is like already baked into the cake. Right. Mm -hmm. So how do I feel about them keeping Trump off of the lawsuit or off of the ballot? So it's good and it's bad. It's it's at least waking people up that there is this lawfare going on that they're using. And it only goes one way. You know, Democrats do not get persecuted uh, the way that Republicans do. It doesn't even Mm -hmm. get handled the same in the news cycle. This is it's almost passe to have these conversations because it's so apparent. It's not even a debate. Ten years ago, there was a debate, right? You know, Mm -hmm. is the news media really that liberal? Are they really in that much of the pocket of of the DNC? And do they really run that much cover for them? You know, 10 years ago, that's a debate amongst intellectuals, um, especially those in tricorn hats. But now it's not even a, now it's not even a question. It's like, oh no, oh, they're super, super liberal. And yeah, they're 100% in the pocket of big pharma and in the pocket of, you know, these left leaning ideologies. You see it everywhere all the time. It's not even a, it's not even a question. It's an open secret. Even even Fox News or, you know, people that you think have conservative outlets, it's nowhere close to just objective. It's just not yeah. like everything is everything is biased. So, you know, I've, I've come to expect it at this point. We'll see how many more people it wakes up. And to be honest with you, like it is mobilizing the base to a certain extent, like the more every single time he gets hit with something like this, the people go, oh, no, that's bullshit. And I'm even more in this guy's corner now because he's a big throbbing orange middle finger to the left. And people yeah. are. People are fed up with it, man. Like the pendulum swung really hard out of whack in 2000, really starting in 2012, mm-hmm. you know, 2016. It slowed down a little bit, but everything was really weird. The, the Trump presidency to 2020 and then 2020 now to here. It's just been a shit show. Every way, everywhere we look, it's been, you know, the Overton window is just speeding mm-hmm. um, it is. To, to areas that we have no idea. We're like, oh, this is just normal now. Oh, this is just normal. Oh, okay. I didn't know we did this in a normal, normal society. And it's because we never did it before. But, um, you know, I will say that I, I don't know if we, if we really get to an area where both sides are essentially going, well, this is the last election. This is it for freedom. You know, the left is going, we got to get Biden elected because Trump is a fascist and a Nazi and a racist. And he did all these things that we can't pin him down for. Don't look at our corruption. We, but if, if Trump wins, democracy dies, right? That's what they're mm-hmm. going to say. But then the right's going to turn around and they're going to go this incompetent, old, mushy brains, you know, whatever names that they're going to use for the president to slander him. They're like, you already know who Trump is. Trump, you know, nothing stuck to him. He had to endure all this other stuff. And the Republicans are going to go, oh, God, if Joe Biden gets elected again, who knows what's going to happen with a replacement or some of those other theories about how it is that they're going to have a Game of Thrones sort of secession over there on the left. But they're like, this is it. This is the last election. We can't let Joe Biden win. Man, when you yeah. have both parties saying that, that's not a good thing. That's not mm-hmm. like a way to go forward. That puts you, that paints you in a very dark corners very quickly. Yeah. Hey, if we don't win, you, you both sides, if we don't win, this is the last election. This might be it for America. You can't, you can't go that hyperbolic. Like it can't mm-hmm. be a thing. You got to, that's the emergency break or the edge you got to stay away from because it's very tempting to go, oh, well, this is it. This is the last one. No, it's, it's not. Like, you know, Trump wins. It's not going to be the end of the left. Like, it's not going to become Handmaid's Tale out here in these streets. Like, that's not a thing. Like, we're not going back to Biblo fascism or whatever it is the new term is. But at the same thing, like, you know, if President Biden wins again, like, 
we made it through this far and yeah, it sucks, but maybe we'll pick up some seats in the house, some seats in the Senate. We'll get some stuff done. We'll actually have some uh, actual authority to get something passed. Um, who knows? But yeah, man, it's, it's going to be wild for sure. I'll say that much. What's yeah. interesting about it is every um, time the, Donald the Trump that... gets like a, um, another indictment against him or something else real big about him in the news, his polls go up. He becomes more possible to like be the Republican front runner and more possible to uh, go up against Biden every time he's supposed to be portrayed as like a bad person. Every single time it just goes up higher. Well, yeah, yeah because Trump is a Trump's a mud monster, man. Like I'll, I'll put the mm -hmm. hat on here in a little bit. So Trump's a mud okay. monster, right? Like, you know who Trump is. Like, and these ideas are not, the things that I'm saying are not like the most earth shattering things. Like there's a ton of conservative folks that talk about this, but you know who Trump is. If you want to fight Trump in the mud, that's why like, nobody will debate him because he doesn't care. He's everybody already knows that he is a mud monster. So if you throw mud at him and he gets bigger, oh, nice. That's a fantastic mustache. But if <laughs> he you needs throw to mud that. at Trump, you just make him bigger. I like him with But Joe Biden, more. on the other hand, everybody's been telling like his shtick forever has been old grandpa that likes ice cream and that will be your friend. And, you know, it's just, you know, just been in politics my whole life. And gee golly, I'm from Pennsylvania, blah, blah, blah. And like the time, the old timey stories and shit, like mm -hmm. that's who he's supposed to be. Oh, he's got a beard too. Look at that that's guy. terrible. Honestly, that does not man. look good at all. No, <laughs> like he looks like mall Santa from like Compton. He doesn't even look – I don't even know what that looks like, but I'll tell you what. It is off-putting. I do not like that at all. He knows when you're he, awake. He knows. knows if you came I in know, your ass illegally. right now too. You could be <laughs> – if you told me you were an elf, Zach, and not, not a colonial woman or whatever you're dressed as today. He's Betsy Ross, guys. God damn, yeah, didn't already. Hey, go, go over in the corner and spangle some bitches and quit talking to me, Betsy Ross. That's right. Just spangle them shits on there. Yeah, I but you got a couple more. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. So when you when you get into these kind of like binary choices, and you look at you know what we're saying about the presidents, and you know what's good, what's the secession going to look like? Like how is how is Trump going to um, you know kind of climb this mountain? Then you have like really interesting things that are just interesting to think about. Like imagine having a president that is literally behind bars uh, when he takes the presidency because. That's a very real possibility. There's nothing prohibiting it in the Constitution or in the way that we We've do talked anything. About that before. To be honest with you, like that's where people are. Yeah, that that pendulum has swung and it started to swing back. And we have to watch about how far does that pendulum mm -hmm. swing back. And I think, you know, I called it. I, I I don't mean to say that I called it as in you know pat myself on the back, but I said it a long time ago. Is you know, I, nothing makes me happier than watching political parties really shoot themselves in the foot because they think they're smarter than they are. This applies to both sides. You see it all the right. time. But when we started talking about prosecuting your number one political opponent for nonsense, and we can all tell that it's nonsense, you got to be careful because there's no putting the genie back in that bottle. So now what? Like when, when the Republicans get in charge, we're just going to start prosecuting people and kicking them off a, you know, having two year, $40 million investigations into, you know, whatever, just that turned out to be nonsense. Like yeah. we're going to kick you off your subcommittees. Like, what do you want to do? You want to play? You want to play games with this now that we have it because you're you are moving the ball down that court. You're establishing that precedence for the future. And I've said it for a long time. I don't like it, but in the same breath, I, I do not like it. But if you, you know, the Republicans classic mistake here is they're like, well, we're the party of decorum. We're not going to use these tactics against man. That, those days are over. 
Like you can't do that. Now you have to wield that political power the same way or worse that they were in order to protect your own interests and to make sure that, you know, things happen. Like stuff that got shoved under the rug was there was a vote that just went through that no president can remove America from NATO mm-hmm. without congressional approval. Like usually the, pre- the up until now, the president could have removed us from NATO and just been like, no, we're not in NATO anymore. We're not doing that. So they just voted very quietly at about a week and a half ago that no president from here on out will be able to vote to get out of NATO on their own. They'll need another layer layer of approval by, by Congress. Why do you hmm. think that is? Because what do you think so, the first thing that President Trump would do is? Yeah, get out of NATO, NATO. Figure it yeah. out. That's exactly what would happen. Yeah, That's because all he, doesn't do wanna, is... he doesn't want to deal with Article 5. He doesn't want to deal with these really intra intra-theater skirmishes that people are having that are drawing us into the brink of war or hamstringing us in such a way economically that we can't think like tend to our own business here at home. Um, you know, that's an effective tool in warfare. Mm-hmm. That's a non-kinetic, you know, really economic piece of warfare. That's a smart thing to do. Like make us, you know, how many, how many Instagram causes can we all donate money to like what what flag am i supposed to put in my bio this week like there's a Mm -hmm. section of america that can't wait to donate to the next cause or they're happy to pay their you know this was last summer oh i'm happy to pay higher taxes to beat putin like get out of here what are you talking about what are you even i'm happy to pay i'm happy to pay more money at the pump if that means that putin can't win in ukraine like wow you are an idiot I, I laugh hardcore at all the people with the Ukraine bumper stickers personally. Like, I just like, why? I mean, I, yeah, I, 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 I generally, I, I really do mean that though. Like it would, it would interest me to talk to somebody that is so, so, you know, in Ukraine's corner in this whole thing that they put a bumper sticker on their car in Milwaukee to drive around with mm-hmm. like, bro, what are we, what are we talking about? What's There's the Ukraine connection? Like, flags, you obviously like, felt some type of way. Like people's yards up here in upstate New York. You'd be driving around. And they'll be like the American flag and then the Ukrainian flag. And you're like, what the heck are you doing? Like, so like it's strange. one thing if your like family is Ukrainian, I could totally understand that and would 100% be like, yo, man, I get it, you know, but I don't get everybody here being, it's like kind of that conversation you and I had, Aaron, uh, talking about how people <laughs> really soon forget all the things that happened just 10 years ago or 15 years ago. And the news cycle is very good at that because it's so quick. But mm-hmm. I bet if you asked 50 people on the street, and I actually haven't seen any videos like this, but they might be out there. But about if they know anything about what happened to Ukraine when Obama was president, you probably would get a lot of no- no- no's. I have no idea. What happened in 2014? Just start there. Just tell, tell yeah. me in 2014 in Ukraine, tell mm-hmm. me what big thing happened. And then we'll just pull that thread. And two hours later, that person would be like, yo. How do I get a bumper sticker off my car? How do I get a bumper sticker off my car, homie? Well, and (laughs) the news cycle, and it was a great conversation that that you and I had about, you know, people forget that this is a thing is, you know, the news cycle itself forces you into these very short cycles of, you know, orient, outrage, act out, and then Mm -hmm. just forget about it. Like you go in this just snap cycle of these things, like stuff will happen, like, you know, eight to 10 foot aliens in Miami last night. Like you can barely find it. Oh, it's the Nephilim, Aaron. You gotta, Yo. you gotta, you gotta use the right words. It's the Yo, Nephilim. Those, them Nephilim came to <laughs> partied up in Miami. It, that was it a fuckload of cops, though. It, dude, yeah, like that's the thing too. Is <clears throat> you know, people ask me about conspiracies, and again, I love conspiracies. A like or a reshare doesn't mean I believe your favorite conspiracy. It just means I find it interesting. So, 
True. careful. There are people that are just like, oh, you got to believe in this one, right? And I'm like, nah, homie, I don't. That's wild. I don't I'll entertain in all ideas, but it doesn't mean I have to adopt their concepts as truth. Yeah. Easy peasy. Yeah, you're right. So uh, I, I love them. But the two places that the aliens have been that we've seen them like on the ground, <laughs> Vegas and Miami. Now, listen, if I, was, if I was going to Miami or if I was going to, you know, the United States and I was going to visit Vegas and Miami, homie, they're not wrong. They've got good travel agents. Somebody's giving them good advice, you know? They really do. They're yeah. saying, like, take me to Hyper America. All right, first we're going to go to Vegas. Then we're going to go to Miami. Hyper America. I'm, I'm totally going to go to fucking ChatGPT and type in whatever Dal E thinks Hyper America looks like. <laughs> and I'm going to just got to make it more and more America. Make I it do, more America. America. This is not American enough. This Pretty is soon not. It's just going to be a fucking, it's going to be Donald Trump with a mustache. That's right? it. Riding a bald yeah. eagle, shooting off an RPG <laughs> with the ghost of Ronald Reagan approving in the clouds. Just, yeah. Just waiting in the wings like Obi-Wan Kenobi at the end of Star Wars. You know what I mean? It just says sad on the side of his RPG launcher. Just because in Trump was sad. I love when he ends. Uh, like He'll just say something. He'll be like, oh, yeah. Zach tried to pull oh, off the hat. Sad. <laughs> sad. Like, he just ends. He, just, he died he, like a dog in the street. He died. Dude, that's Shane Gillis. Have you seen that Shane Gillis? I have, that's, dude. That's literally oh, what I was trying to do just now. My goodness. His impressions Anu are amazing. Bagdar al-Baghdadi. He died like a dog. We went in with dogs. Stop crying. Stop crying. You can't cry. Everyone can hear you crying. His, <laughs> his, his, he's got a good point, though. He's like, they sent dogs and robots in on him. Like, you know, that's the worst. You just, you're peaceful. That's fantastic. That's almost American enough. If you're not Think watching the video version, you should get a picture. Maybe the most <laughs> American picture that's ever been drawn. He has a yeah. WWE championship. It's Trump like on two. what appears to be a ruggedized, glowing M1 A1 or M1 tank and Abrams. It's painted red, white, and blue on the turret. Looks very classy. Dude, there's even a fucking aircraft carrier in the background. How amazing is that? He's, Yo. I wonder what a, beach he's landing on. We're really just Normandy, missing the I ghost assume. of Ronald Reagan. Yeah, the no, bald eagle is carrying Utah a Beach Spaz Head. 12 be, shotgun. Right? <laughs> <laughs> wow, great the catch. Bucket. You're really bringing value to this, Zach. The bald eagle is carrying a shotgun. <laughs> That's an appropriate word for a bald eagle, bro. I'm not even going to lie. The tank also says big gulp Bald eagles kill and eat other birds. Why does the tank say big gulp on the side? That's interesting. Yeah. It's uh, I I do a big gulp of freedom, <laughs> I guess. Oh, dude, the fucking, it's the turret says you're fired. Yeah, you're fired. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Even better, dude. I, I have Great. played around with, uh, with Chad GBT and, and getting, mm -hmm. uh, you know, images and, and whatever else. And it is funny, the things that it'll just like screw up or the things that it can't rectify oh, yeah. on its own. So it just throws its best gas at it. It's pretty mm -hmm. funny. It, it makes me laugh. It misspells like words all the time, even though you tell what words to spell and what, what things to do. A right. lot of time, Chad GPT will just be like, nah, dog, I can't do that. Right. I've told that before. It's like, hey, you hallucinated and spelled this word wrong. And it'll give me another picture. And it's like, here it is with the correct spelling. It's like, no, actually, how are you? How are you a machine learning model? Like, just read right. the text and copy it. I don't know. You, I'm you not, I don't learn. make AI. So you didn't learn. Right. <laughs> right. So you didn't I'm learn. Not, I'm not Sam Altman. Right, I don't know enough that. about it. Take that. It's idiot. funny well, how you can like life. trick it. So, it'll like say, "Oh, true. I can't make fun of people or whatever." You'll like have a pic, you'll submit a picture, like make fun of these people. I don't make fun of actual people. If you just say, "Oh, this is a drawing," and I drew it, they're not real people. It'll then just flame them like crazy. It'll be, like, "Oh, it's a drawing." Well, that guy's fat. 
that person looks stupid. It's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. There's like the, the grandma trick too, where if you, if you ask it to do something and it won't do it, you ask it to behave as a grandma who wants her loving grandson to have everything that he wants. And then it'll be like, okay, sweetie, I'll go ahead and do that for you. Here it is. Grandma will do anything for her grandson. It's pretty funny. It'll talk to you like that too. It's fucking weird. It's almost like borderline creepy, but I don't care. No, that's way over the line creepy. I think borderline <laughs> it's is not than a bald the, man the with amount a of creepy that we're on here. That's is it past? It's creepier than you right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Thank you. Got him. <laughs> he just yeah, roasted that, uh, himself. That sounds creepy. It's you know we spent so much time wondering if we could, we didn't ask if we should. You know. Good line, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, life finds a way. Perfect. That's right. I'm curious though, like to go back to what you were talking about. I know Vivek Ramaswamy is like pretty vocal about how he doesn't think Biden is going to be on the ticket. I don't think I agree with that necessarily, but because it and the reason why I think it's really, really late in the game right now to wheel somebody else out there. Um, I mean, what do you think? Like, do you think there's any credence to that? Do you think Biden is Biden is it? I don't know. You know, um, so first and foremost, like it's not too late. We replaced the president, and I want to say after Johnson, so after Lyndon B. Johnson took over, mm-hmm. I think okay. within like seven months, he said that he wasn't going to run. So they they magic some some people up. So there's some precedent for it before, and I might be okay. wrong on that name, but I'll I'll have to look it up. But man, in the in today's world, it's almost better to be plug and play. It's almost better to ride that initial point. wave. Like there's probably you know some political strategists out there that are a little bit more forward thinking, but you know, somebody parachutes in off the sidelines for whatever reason, like we're at the, we're in the zone right now where if at any time, uh, you know, cringe John Pierre popped up and was like, Hey, you know, president Biden is not feeling real well. He's getting hit with pneumonia. Like he's going to have to step down here. Like come out, you know, president or vice president Kamala Harris, you're in, would that be unbelievable to you? Would you be like, no, no. this guy, you'd be like, no, nah, it makes sense. Yeah. Cause he's yeah. a million years old and he looks like mm-hmm. he's lost a 90% of his day. You'd be like, yeah, he's, He's old, so I get that. He's the, he's the reason they bought back the OG formula for Jacks, probably. A hundred percent. That's what's keeping keep him alive. Keep him yeah. Allegedly, that guy is on a lot of a lot of medications. Allegedly, I could believe that. I could believe that. I'm not easily. saying it. smart people. Smart people are saying it. So for those reasons, <laughs> that's what I'm saying is like they can kind of like figure out like he's historically low poll numbers. The document scandal really is a big deal, even though the mm. they dismissed the special prosecutor and you know just before the winter break, the prosecutor and the Biden. Uh, mishandling of documents scandal essentially was like, all right, listen, we're just not going to pursue this. Um, that kind of got swept under the rug on a, on a Friday, on a, a Friday news dump going into a weekend. And now we're dealing with, you know, the real fallout is, is the stagflation and the 17% total inflation that we're dealing with, you know, in the, in the economy, people are oh, not yeah. fooled by the Bidenomics thing that fell flat as, as hell. The problem with the, the Democrats is they don't have anybody. People hate Harris even more than they hate Biden at this point. The only person that is outperforming biden in the negative poll region is harris she is just absolutely unlikable she was polling at zero percent when she got out of her own primary where she accused joe biden of being a sexual predator oddly Mm -hmm. enough crazy we did it joe and now and now we're here right so they don't really Mm. have anybody to go to so unless you're talking about like somebody literally parachuting in from the sidelines it's obvious gavin newsom has been running a shadow campaign it's obvious that's what he's doing you don't have foreign dignitaries to your state just to say yeah. hi to everybody, you do it as a show. Like, hey, I'm trying to do this thing. Um, so that's you know, they're trying to try to cross up Chinese kids with a basketball and fall over. 
Got him. Yeah. Kid shouldn't have planted his feet. That's what happens. Keep it moving, kid. But when you see stuff like that, you just know. And by the way, the Democrats won't be able to get out of their own way. They will not allow young, white, affluent Gavin Newsom to be president. That's not a thing. They cannot go mm. from Joe Biden to Gavin Newsom while passing Harris. Like the intersectional coalitional left will just absolutely lose their minds. And they're already mm -hmm. fractured enough. He's already distanced himself from the very far left of his party and has made everybody super mad. So for the first time, the Democrats are showing cracks of, you know, not solidarity and people doing their own thing. And Joe Biden is a, is a big problem for them right now. So, you know, does, does Vivette go too far when he says, Oh, he's a hundred percent not going to be there, man. I think that's probably too far. I mean, you could roll the dice. Anything could happen. Right. And it's, it's not mm -hmm. a bad bet considering the age, considering the yeah. stress of actually going out and campaigning, if he's going to do that, but he campaigned from his basement last time. Yeah. He didn't campaign I mean, at all. He's not debating. Life could happen. No, right. life could happen. He could just natural causes, you know, but right. who knows? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, to say it like Vivek does, like Vivek says a lot of stuff. He's a good soundbite. Um, you know, he some is. of his policy is a little bit squishy. He's fun to listen to. He says true mm -hmm. things in, you know, kind of like taboo environments where you're not supposed to speak that truly. But, um, you know, for substance, I don't see a whole lot of a whole lot of substance in Vivek. He's fun. He's fun to watch his apps and he's a skilled debater. His books were good. I read both of his books. Um, mm. I thought both of his books were good. Um, and I, I mean, I'm he's definitely reckon. funny on a debate stage. What, uh, what would you say? Cause I haven't read his books. Which one of them did you take the most value from? Oh, the woke, uh, like woke society or something. The, what he okay. perfectly nailed where we were going as a, you know, at like as the rise of safetyism and the infiltration of our campuses and where it is that these, you know, these Gen Z, Gen Alpha kids are going mm -hmm. towards. Yeah. He he laid the roadmap out as well as anybody mm -hmm. has in the last five. I think it's maybe Woke Incorporated. What is Woke Inc. or something? I think something? you're right. I think it's Woke Inc. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not pulling it off the top of my head. But Lord, um, Lord Jamie could look it up. Lord. Yeah. Hey, Lord Jamie, look that up. Um, yes, uh, but no, I just I distinctly remember that despite not being able to to come up with a name of the whatever, like that was the first time I, I I even knew that I was mispronouncing the dude's name wrong. That's how few mm -hmm. there that's how little I'd heard uh Vivek Ramaswamy uh when I got that book. I actually pronounced it his name wrong to somebody and they were like, Oh, do you mean Vivek? And I was like, Oh, Vivek? And they were like, No, that's not how you say his name. And I was like, mm -hmm. Oh word. <laughs> like that's you know, I, I'd never even heard of the guy. But uh, he's entertaining to watch. I, I do dig it. And he nailed it, whatever it is, woke incorporated, woke whatever mm -hmm. woke um, inc he absolutely nailed side corporate america's woke social inc. justice scam there you go so he talks about dei he talks about where we're going like in like in all of those lanes and just absolutely crushes it just crushed yeah. it i'll have to check it out then yeah. yeah the only thing that really concerns me about him like you said he's got some squishy policies i don't know if coming in day one and completely gutting everything if that's the knee jerk i mean i think eventually that should happen there should be a process of removing unnecessary offices and positions and shit like that but uh it shouldn't be knee jerk but i worry how much he says and the things he says i like but if they're too good to be true oh yeah oh he's got no chance in the primary like yeah two things can be true at the same time he's great to listen to and it's cool but he shouldn't be in the race at this point yeah. really it's it's a two-person race on the on the republican side and it's really Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. Um, yeah. You know, Nikki Haley, she's she said some OK things. She said some terrifying things that I don't like. I don't like her hawkishness on general no. foreign policy. I don't like her record on a lot of the things that she's done. I don't think that she is what we need right now. Mm -hmm. um, so, I, you know, in my mind, it's DeSantis and, and Trump. And it's really a question on, well, what do you want? 
do you want to try to get some things done? Do you want to try to, a skilled politician? Somebody that will get in there and fight and has a good track record of fighting and winning. But you're going to yeah. take a little bit of uh, a little bit of the flamboyance away. All right, mm-hmm. well, then you got Ron DeSantis. If you don't, if you want to try to burn it to the ground and you want four more years of a fight, and you're only getting four more years. Like Trump doesn't have a second term in this. Exactly. So if, you want, if you want four more years to hopefully set up for the next 12, you know, because we unless we set up something with Trump to get a successor in there, it, it's only going to be four years. And we have not held the throne for that long in the past 20 years. We being a conservative conservative party or, you know, I don't typically call myself a Republican, but just for the sake of conversation here, the we yeah. being the Republican Party mm-hmm. um, ha- hasn't done enough with what they've had. So you got to figure out how you're not just setting this one up. But, you know, if Trump wins, that's a, that's a big question as well. Who's next? Yeah, Because he spent all of his time just absolutely blasting everybody that he's worked with at every single term. Like Ron mm-hmm. DeSanctimonious, like just doing yeah. dumb stuff, like giving dumb nicknames and, you know, blasting people for stuff that's actually good policy. And, you know, he seems to have forgotten the sanct, uh, you know, DeSantis's, um, you know, record on COVID and a bunch of other stuff. Like, Hey man, I seem to remember when Florida was doing the best out of everybody. And even though they had the oldest population, their death rate was less than California. I seem to remember that. Definitely mm-hmm. do a little bit better than New York. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. A hundred percent. So, you know, when those things happen, you're just like, man, what are we doing here? Like, wh- what are we trying to yeah. get out of this? You know, there's, there's a large part of me that would love Trump to win just to watch the liberal tears just absolutely flow because they would. Oh yeah. You know, but there's also in a, in a strategist, uh, sort of, sort of viewer mindset, there are billion millions, not billions, but there are millions of people that will come out and vote just to vote against Trump. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter who they're voting for. It, it could be a bag of potatoes. If it's Trump, they're gonna. It's gonna be like this is a a shot to democracy. You have to come out and vote in any way that you can for uh for the the Democratic candidate. It's not gonna matter who's in there. Mm-hmm. So then that opens the door to like super weird vote stuff. Blue, you know, no President matter Biden who goes out for this so many times. Yeah, exactly. Vote blue, no matter who. Exactly, they do that one thing well. And what when you know what happens when that vote blue is you know Michelle Obama with Gavin Newsom as Jesus. the running mate. I don't even know what I'd do at that point. Like, tell me, tell me weirder stuff hasn't happened. You know, that's, yeah. President Obama is the only president that did not move his primary residence away from the DC area when he was done being president. He's the only one that hasn't done it. He still lives within earshot of all those other things. You know, we've seen him on video talking about, Oh, if I could just be in the back with an earpiece, tell him what Mm -hmm. to say and do the stuff. He's like, I would do that. Probably does. I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying, but what I am saying is, man, (laughs) That that sets this narrative up pretty well for, you know, that because that satisfies the left's need for intersectionality. You've already the name is already Obama. You've got Newsom, like mm-hmm. moving in as the VP, um, and that handles your next. You know, maybe Michelle only does one term to solidify Gavin Newsom, and then she yeah. endorses Newsom going forward. And suddenly that looks like I don't know, twenty straight years of Democrat rule in the in the president, right? Mm-hmm. Well, this is the thing that concerns me is kind of one of the things Zach and I talked about a lot on our what is a active war episode is um those these parties they're not running to lead the country anymore they're just running to shut each other down and they're just competing against each other not competing for us against each other and um that this this long game you're talking about of putting you know Michelle Obama in one one term to set up Gavin Newsom for eight and all this other shit like. I'm sure they strategize that way and have forever, but 
it, it would not be um, for the better betterment of the country anymore. It would just be to hold on to power. Right. And that's the thing. That's that's the problem. And that's to me how, how, in my opinion, I don't see anything getting fixed anytime soon, no matter who's in there. And I, you know, I'm at a loss for what to do about it besides some things that I probably shouldn't say publicly. So, right. End up on that list. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, and you know, I think you're right. I think it's closer to a uniparty than it is anything. The, the both parties, their number one thing that they want to do is stay in power and in the position that they are now, if not to a better power position for mm-hmm. them, they want to continue to go upward. So, you know, to an extent there is a uniparty, you know, it is, mm-hmm. you know, the, the politicians against the people, that's really what it's evolved to now. And you're right. I do think it's broken and I don't know how it is that we just fix it on a dime. I think there's a lot of things that you can do to fix it, you know, and the more that people kind of like band together, the harder it's going to be for the government. But, you know, it's doing simple stuff like, you know, Dan Holloway says on his podcast, mm-hmm. uh, Citizen Pod, you know, straight up, find, find a good tribe of people, find, a, you know, find stuff that you can do better than the government and then box the government out. Like, hey, everybody watches each other's house here. We all have interconnected cameras and stuff. We all like, we don't need police presence trolling around here. Like you can, if we need you, we'll call you in here. But you know, we got it here. Everybody's uh, legally carrying weapons and we all look after each other's kids. And, you know, there's a whole, whole host of things that you can start doing. And you're like, Hey, this, this community does it better than, than government assistance. We don't need the government assistance because we don't want the strings that it comes with. We'll, we'll grow our own food. We'll barter. We'll all have chickens. Yeah. We'll all do stuff that we can help each other out with. What's crazy is that's not even a novel idea, especially when you were touching into it when you were getting into the whole like raising community farms and shit like that, mm-hmm. like taking care of each other, walking out for each other's kids. You don't even, you have to go back to your, even just your parents' generation to, to find shit like that. But, you know, policing yourself, all that, it's, it's nothing new and it's stuff that you could absolutely go back to. There's a precedent for it. There's models for it. And, um, I mean, I'm all here for those people in our country right now that are homesteading and moving out to the middle of nowhere in Arizona and buying a fucking farm and living like that. Like at this point, that sounds about the best thing that anybody could do. And I would right. do that in a heartbeat, honestly. It's getting closer, man. Like, you know, the older I get, the further and further I'm, you know, I'm moving away from the cities and, you know, less and less do I like the the city life. And I mm-hmm. won't pretend like I grew up on a farm or anything because I definitely didn't. But, you know, there's a little something to be said for, you know, a little a little patch of land that you can see people coming from a little way. And, you know, you know your neighbors. And I mean, that feels pretty good. It feels pretty good to be left alone. Like, that's kind of like the American oh, dream. Rambo wanted. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He just wanted to be left alone. Yeah. Um, but that's yeah, the dream, take, right? Those individual rights, those individual freedoms, you're, and you're, that is the, you know, nobody can come on your land and tell you what to do. That's yeah. your, that's your land. It's like, uh, taking it back to Shane Gillis. I just want to know when, when you realized you had early onset Republican, you know, when you started <laughs> like in history, wanted to move off, off the grid, right? I think everybody gets to that point. If you don't, sure. it's weird. Yeah. What are you drinking? Looks good. It is a Maker's Mark cask edition that I got from my boys over at Attack Elite. They, uh, nice. Were nice, nice enough to hook it up on a, a Christmas present. Yes, yeah, it's funny stuff. how that goes. What's the what's the old saying? If you're you know young and conservative, you don't have a heart. If you're old mm-hmm. and liberal, you don't have a brain. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just I dropped that on somebody the other day because it's true. They they wrote me one of these new uh, like podcasts that I saw that are up and coming and followed us. And I wrote me and was like, Hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. I really like what you're doing. And I was like, well, thanks. I appreciate that. And he's like, I never thought I'd make a podcast talking about conservative values. And, um, he's like, now I'm in my late thirties and doing all the shit. And 
that quote that you said immediately came to mind. So I just hit him with it. He's like, I, I never heard that before. And I was yeah. like, it seems to be pretty true because, you know, everybody like, again, we keep talking about Shane Gillis. He said, I'm trying to be cool and hip and, and, and liberal, but I'm at George Washington's house and fuck man, you know, just trying <laughs> now I'm a Republican, right, but right. it's so true though. He is hilarious, man. He is funny. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It's just funny. Like how that, how that stuff goes. And then, you know, you try to be, I've always been a policy, not a party, you know, sort of mm-hmm. guy. I'm like, Hey, if I have Absolutely. these values and they align correctly and you know, there's not going to be a single movement that gets you, you know, to the finish line that you can just be like, Nope, this is it. hundred percent. We agree on everything. You know, every single political party out there is a give and take. And it's what percentage are you willing to give up? Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, what percentage do you need to assimilate in order to get everybody's goals done together? And, and then mm-hmm. who do you, you know, who do you identify with? That's why you can't really be in two parties in the system that we have. Because yeah. if I, you know, just by nature now, those two things are at odds. Like those two things are fighting against one another now. And just out of sheer yeah. spite, even if it's a good idea, one side's idea may be completely discarded for whatever reason. So Dude, and people um, get so angry when you're not on one side or the other. Like you, it's yeah. like you can't exist in both camps to them. And I, I hate yeah. that because they do. It's like a visceral response as well. Right. And I'll, I'll quantify that by saying like what you were talking about before with Trump and having only one term left. I mentioned that to somebody who when we were talking about having like who we want to see run as president again. They're like Trump. I'm like, you know, that's fair. I wouldn't be opposed to that. But the thing that biggest concerns me is that he can only have one term. And they're like, oh, I didn't even think about that. And I, you know, trying to explain to them like, well, yeah, man, like he already had one. There's, there's been presidents before that had a term, then got interrupted Mm -hmm. and then finished off with their last four years though. But that would be it. He can't do anything else. And, um, you know, they're like, well, you know, maybe he'd figure out a way to, to stay another four years. It's like, bro, you're, you're part, you're part of the problem. Now you're talking about actually subverting the constitution, right? You know, this, we're not going to go down that road. And, uh, you know, but people do, man, they get super angry when you don't like you know, or if you like somebody from another party or what they're saying, you have I brought to be this one up the with the uh, bus stop analogy in a previous video where like when you're voting, it's like getting on the bus and getting off um, at a certain stop and who you're voting for is where the bus route is going. The bus is never going to stop exactly where you need it to. You should vote for what gets the bus closest to where you need to be, but you need to understand there's a bunch of different other stops on the bus route and there's other people on the bus. And voting for the bus that's going the opposite direction of where you need to go just because you don't want the guy next to you to go that direction doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, well done. Uh, that's that's exactly it. Um, and it's funny to to talk to people because, again, like people are, are you Republicans? Like, well, I'm not really a Republican. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the, the true meaning of an independent. It's just there are so many things that I think are better for America, like conservatism is just better for America. It's better for every society that adheres to some sort of conservative principles or some sort of conservative mindset. Like we have the benefit of growing up in a Judeo-Christian country that was based on those values. And, you know, due to what you do, we're extremely lucky, right? Like Canada up north, we got Mexico on south, we got oceans on either ends. We're protected geographically and in the, you know, the you know, geopolitical climate, it's not like Europe. You know, people just can't overrun you know, a couple countries and all of a sudden they're in charge of half of, you know, the geographical space. Like we are protected both by geography and by the friendships that we've made over here. So we, we have a little bit of that freedom where we don't necessarily have to worry about other bad state actors, but you know, all that to say, like America is, is 
great at certain things. The political environment that we're working in right now is not the best and it's got people seriously riled up. So when you like when you're talking about aligning to a set of morals or values, it's easy for me to be like, OK, well, what's the what's the right wing take on this? Because it's probably not going to be crazy. It's probably mm-hmm. not going to be it's not somebody isn't going to look at the the right wing thing, the, the, the first quote that I read and go, well, math is racist. So two plus two might equal five, which is an actual headline. Being punctual, yep. being punctual is a uh, sign of, you know, toxic masculinity and hyper racism. Just how, got time how? blindness, man. Time blindness, like how, like, and this stuff is just like. Would love an airman say that to me? Get out of here, like, and they, you know, it's just gotten into to the zeitgeist in such a way where you're like, listen, I know it feels like I'm on their side all the time. You know why? Because they're doing the not crazy thing. Mm-hmm. Like the second well, that just... this, yeah, the second the election turns out to be like, hey, I'm voting for a return to normalcy, or hey, I, w- I want an end to all this nonsense. I don't want to play this game anymore. The side that gets to, hey, we're just pretty normal first is going to win. Yeah, that's just it. I don't care where the good ideas come from. If if somebody from the Democrat side stepped up and was like, hey, this is we've gone too far. The left has gone too far. Here are all the things I want to do. And if it was shit I agree with, I would not care that there was a D next to their name at all. I care about the country. End of story. Yeah, because if you're a politician, I already don't like you. It's it's as if people are like, A-back. oh, you know, do you sign? Yeah, exactly. Every single one, defund politicians. Um but it's people assume, you know, the a couple of different fallacies is they're like, oh, you're a Republican. Well, what about this one guy that did this horrific thing this one time? OK, I, I don't know, man. I'll tell you what. That guy sucks. I hope. Yeah. Is he dead? He's He is dead. OK, tight. He probably got what he deserved. I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's all bad, but that's not what we're talking about. You're just distracting. And like you said, using whataboutism to be, you know, oh, well, what about this? What about this? That's I mean, that's not what we're talking about, but that's all it is. It's like dunking on the Internet all the time. Right. Now. It feels good. It's like what Zach likes to say. Does this just feel good or does it actually progress something? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's a, a you know, the, the rocking chair analogy. Like rocking, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of progress, but not a lot of, uh, or there's a lot of action, but not a lot of progress on a rocking mm-hmm. chair. I like that. That's the internet. That's talking to the comment section right there, buddy. Exactly. More and more, I'm going to take Joe Rogan's advice and not read the comments. I really should. Except the ones on my my posts, I'll I'll appreciate people saying oh, something. Comment section is garbage. Dude, your your comment section is ridiculous. I get in there, looks like a bunch of people that just huffed a bunch of ready whip cans and then got online. I appreciate them. I'm glad for every right. single one of them. They, they make me helps. They make me laugh. There, honestly, some things on there. The thing that I really started to do too is I really just I remembered. I'm like, listen, this is not how this person is in real life. This, it might not even be a real person. It might just be a really good bot. Like I get a lot of good bots good now. Point. Like, man, there's no reason for me to open my phone, this little rectangle of death, and then look for a reason to be mad. Like there is no reason that I pull that thing out just to be like, oh, I can't believe he said something mean about me. Usually I look mm-hmm. at it. I'm like, oh, it got me good. And I'll put like a little response in and then I just go on with life. Mm-hmm. Um, just because like they don't, they don't really mean that. They wouldn't say that to my face. If we had an actual discussion, mm-hmm. we'd. I guarantee we'd agree on more than we disagreed on. It probably wouldn't end in a fist fight. It wouldn't yeah. end in anybody being mean to one another. So the second that you turn that corner and realize it's just like, it's just people acting out of pocket and people are just go to the grocery store on any random Sunday yeah. and you will figure out how crazy people are. They're just, there's just crazy people. And some of them have phones and some of them, well, most of them follow my page. Yeah. Well, as you know, I live outside the United States in California and I right. often go to the grocery store on Sunday, so I can confirm what you're saying. 
<laughs> the thing I love about California is it's so close to America. I'm so close. It's I'm really so close. close. That's really awesome. Yeah, Nevada's right there, dude. You can drive there. If I go up on like a really big hill, I can see the United States. Oh, feels yeah. good. Nice. Yeah, feels good. Beckoning. Yeah. Beckoning you home to freedom. Exactly. Uh, so I saw recently that um, Xi Jinping made a comment about how Taiwan will absolutely be reunified in 2024. Part of me thinks he's just knows he's bucking the horse, so to speak, here in the United States. And, you know, part of me is like, you know, maybe he's maybe he's not fibbing. You know, maybe we should take him take him at his word. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of wonder what you think, man. You always have to ask the question, you know, is it saber rattling? You know, China loves mm-hmm. to, to rattle sabers and they love to they say stuff. Uh, President Biden left Xi Jinping's side less than like 24 hours before that quote. Like mm-hmm. he was gone, not even for a day. They just got out of a big summit. And Xi Jinping felt empowered to walk out in front of the world and be like, oh, no, yeah, we're totally going to have a resolution with China this year. That's totally happening, right? So not, not good a good look it. for the uh, for the deterrence of this president. You know, that that, that isn't what would happen with a strong leader. Um, mm-hmm. You would not say that as a foreign leader, you would not walk out of, you know, a sit down really with anybody, any previous president you want to put in there. And I'll let you pick whoever you do not walk out of a meeting and then do that on the world stage. Like that is just not a thing that happens. So that's, that's signal number one, that that's not a good thing. Now, as far as it's, as far as the concern of, you know, is he, is he serious? Is he saying, Hey, get ready for real, get ready. So he's been saying this for years, you know, 2035, he wants um, full on, he wants everybody to be ready by full on war 2030. He wants everybody to be ready to go. And he's put out timelines like that before. So who knows if this is it. I will say something that gives it credence is, you know, China's impending economic collapse. It is coming. And the signals, like every single signal over there right now is blinking red for the collapse of China's, you know, first their their market um, of new builds, just entire ghost cities and, and upended mortgage uh, loans that have just absolutely glutted uh, the economy to a point where it's just it's on its tipping point right now. It's starting to go. Um, mm-hmm. But then the impending population collapse, too because there really is a lot of wacky stuff going on behind the curtain over in China. People have not been having as many kids and they're really starting to feel it. So the only thing, you know, the thing that concerns me is, you know, is this G's way of saying like, Hey, we have to go now. Cause we basically have one generation, maybe two generations left of fighting males to get to some sort of prosperous area where we can then start growing our population. Like I'd be worried about that too. But again, these are things that are just conjecture and I don't know if we'll figure them out. What do you think? Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I, I think it's saber rattling. I think he knows that there's a lot going on in the United States right now. It's pretty evident. Mm-hmm. Uh, your your comment about how he left after 24 hours and said that shit made me think of that scene from from Braveheart when he uh, throws his son's boyfriend out the window and he's like, "I'm not going to send you because it just would encourage the enemy to to take the field." Mm-hmm. It's kind of that analogizes that pretty well. But I think it's saber rattling. I think, like I said, he's he's trying to goad people to make unrational decisions here in the United States. The Chinese have, also have a very, very year. successful social engineering campaign in the U.S. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm getting at. That's yeah. that's why, you know, Taiwan's election year. Um, to, to be honest, I think that the real, the real strides he will try to make is in the political landscape there in Taiwan with the, the politicians there. And, and as much as he talks about war and as much as China is preparing for war, I think he would rather see um, some sort of p- political reunification um, 
you know, without having to go to war with the United States, if Taiwan could like vote to kick, you know, all the U.S. influence out of there or something like that. I think that's what he'd rather see. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's one of these things where a lot of people didn't think Putin was going to walk into Ukraine again a couple of years ago. And he did. And I mean, I'll admit I was one of those people that was Zach's head got too hot. There it is. Oh, man. I don't know how much he you look even creepier. Longest. Yeah, you really did last the longest. You look creepier now in some way. <laughs> Dude, yeah. The t-shirt. Uh, it's like a workout video. Cancer George Washington or something. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> terrible. You gotta take out your false teeth now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's happening in 2024, but I also don't think Xi Jinping is afraid to, uh, to go to war with the United States uh, completely. I think he would if he, if it came to it. So yeah, that's but, interesting. Uh, yeah. that's interesting. I don't know. No, I, I don't know. I don't know if he would, I don't, I don't think he wants to get into to mutually assured destruction. He knows that we are spread thin and he is a, an adept political player. I don't know if he wants to get into a shooting war, especially with, you know, his Navy is probably his biggest asset that he has. And he would have to spend a lot of it with the blockade to Taiwan, which is how this, this stuff would probably start off if I was guessing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if he wants to go in a shooting war. Um, yeah. And and, and, I, and it, like we thought Russia was much more advanced than Russia yeah. has shown itself to be. So maybe our intelligence community didn't didn't nail that one down correctly either. I, time will, I guess, yeah. tell. But yeah, the, the problem with China's Navy is that it's a majorly what they call a green water Navy. It's pretty much just like a coastal defense force. Okay. I do think the U.S. Navy and all of our air assets would have you know, a heyday, and I don't want to overstate it, but I do think that the the Chinese Navy doesn't have the capabilities to, especially with, you know, the British and the French and the Australians that are in the area as well. So for sure. Um, but it's, it's like that old analogy about like the corner dog kind of thing. When you talk about the collapse, the corner dog bites the hardest. Um, mm-hmm. There's nothing left for it to lose. And, um, and there's a lot of, a lot of ways that you could say that China is that, that getting to that point. Yeah, for sure. And that sort of stuff, like there, there's always like, you know, how, how volatile is this leader? What are they, what, what sort of mm-hmm. things are they responding to that they might be trying to do for their own self-interest and all mm-hmm. kinds of other stuff. So it's definitely, it's definitely a wild time, man. Like 2024, I can't believe I'm saying this for like the fourth year in a row, but 2024 <laughs> is going to be just rowdy. Oh, what's up? He's got his regular clothes on. Yeah, Good job. I'm, back, I'm baby. disappointed you turned your camera off for that. <laughs> I'm disappointed you turned your camera off. I was uh, thinking of the viewers. I don't know what do you think, Zach, about China getting crazy. Oh, I think they're just always crazy, and yeah. I, I agree with both of you. They're just kind of posturing up. They're testing the waters. They're asserting their dominance on the global stage after speaking with the U.S. president. Um, but I, China invading Taiwan with actual military force is the end of Xi Jinping. Like he knows this. Um, I don't think he would last much longer after that began. Um, so I do think that he wants to try to reunify or just keep it as a main talking point to go on forever. He'll, it could just be a thing that every yeah. year he just brings up to just keep having a reason to be in the forefront of the global stage. It could be like 15, 20 years from now. He'll still be like, oh, we're going to take Taiwan. It's like, we'll just do it if you're going to do it. So that's what I think. <laughs> yeah. Geez. This is in your hundred year plan. It's year 80. What happened? Yeah. Speed it up. It's still Let's 20 years left. Yeah. Wrap so it Zach, up. Are you, 
are you saying that you think there would you say he's like the end of Xi Jinping that there would be some sort of like Valkyrie moment where but it would be successful? Is that what you're getting at? Like what do, what do you mean? I don't understand what you're saying to me. Like how the attempt to take out Hitler failed. The, Hilarious. Uh, I love that reference that the fact that it just hit Zach like a ton of bricks. He was like, wait, hold did. on now. <laughs> it's because he took the wig off. Yeah. I lost all my wisdom. It's like Samson with his hair. No, no, no. I was saying is like the the op- Operation Valkyries the, was one of the attempts to take Hitler's life um, oh, by some yeah, of his yeah. leadership. And so my question to you is, is that what you were getting at when you said at the end of Xi Jinping, you think there'd be some sort of coup or? I don't, it could be anything. He invades Taiwan. He's going to ICBM mm. from somewhere. Like <laughs> something's coming and blowing really? him up or something's happening or it doesn't have to be the United States even. That war, that chaos that's happening, I feel like Japan, Taiwan, um, someone in the region, or even his own government, like you were saying, like a Bakri incident, someone, <laughs> like, he's going to die. He, he he doesn't leave office. Your old standby in North Korea? Yeah. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't leave office, or office, I guess, um, alive. He either dies in office, okay. or he dies. Is this mm-hmm. the only option? I feel like. I, I think... I mean, I think that's a fair, the fair, a fair argument because if that happened, then it would most likely be for real World War Three. Yeah. And look at the last dictator that did something crazy like that, right? If Hitler did indeed die and didn't go to Venezuela, Argentina, wherever the fuck everybody says he he went to, I think what? Um, who's the last but, uh, communist you know, think, leader or like dictator or totalitarian leader who left their like power position? And continued on in their life like uh, like a retirement. Zero. Nobody. <laughs> his, no, his, do old, that. his only yeah. way do that out is death. Had a taste of that power. <laughs> yeah. Gaddafi. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Right. His just only way out is death. Like a dog in the street. He was crying. Like a dog. <laughs> yeah. I just. I don't know. He was crying like a dog. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Um, that's such an interesting thing to kind of explore too. And the other the other thing that you got to think about is like the most likely. Really, the most likely scenario is that, you know, China through Xi marches into some war or into some, you know, even sort of conflict. And with the impending collapse of the economy, like China can't produce enough for the war machine that it actually needs for sustained operations. That sort of impact that it would have on the rank and file. That's the one yeah. thing that we really don't know is like, what is, you know, when they're not being watched 24 hours a day, when they don't have a social credit score, how does the populace really feel about communist China right now? Oh, there's a yeah, civil you know, war. That's, once, that's they start getting, once they start getting a little peek outside the curtain, and they're like, hold on, wait a second. They mm-hmm. can do all this stuff. We could be as prosperous and we're just not because we're giving all of our money. Like, that's what you got to worry about. You got to worry about the biggest standing population on the face of the planet fracturing. Mm-hmm. That's like the reference I gave. I, I still don't remember who it was, but that Russian diplomat that visited the United States and went to a grocery store and saw just everybody had a cart full of groceries and knew immediately mm-hmm. that the USSR could not compete with the United States. You know, and there's plenty of things in, in places in China that are very first world and have all kinds of amazing tech and and all that stuff. Um, but those are just the cities, man. Those are like those, those like Beijing, this Hong Kong, these places. The majority. I was just reading. Uh, 43% UN estimates, 43% of China does not have drinkable water. 
I don't know what the numbers are for the United States. Like, and I pulled it up here. This is a uh, this is a UN website. United States, United Nations Development Program, forty three percent. I don't know what it is in the United States, but I'm pretty sure it's not nearly fucking half of the people yeah. in our country. Even Flint, like Michigan's not that low. Like yeah, Flint, right. Michigan it's itself Michigan. is probably higher than that. Yeah. And if you if you can't stay hydrated out in the field, like what are you doing? You know, that's it. Right. You're gonna get a cramp. Sorry, no, not today. Can't never be anymore. Hydrated. No, sorry, Sarge. Could never be me. Don't know not what that's like. Not with hoist, right? Had, hey, use code ones ready over. Check it out. 110% better than water. IVL level just, hydration. What up, dude? I just lobbed it up there and you smacked had it to, out of the park, dude. Had to knock it out of the park, my homie. Use code ones ready at checkout. Get yourself a sweet deal. Try them packets out. That's right. <laughs> Hell yeah. No. It's, it'll, uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I think that uh, they're going to, there's a lot of wait and see. Um, that they're going to do with see who gets elected the president of the United States. And um, if it's Trump, we'll be back to blowing up Iranian generals and scare the shit out of everybody else. And um, I'll, I'll sleep a little easier, I suppose, but um, there is a lot of shenanigans. Hey man, dude, it's, it's when you were talking about it, Aaron, just a minute ago, the first thing that came to my mind was the fact that Stalin killed everybody around him. That was going to tell him something other than yes. And I have a feeling it's a pretty similar situation going on over there in China. I think so. I mean, I, that, that's the way that they've operated for, I don't know, dynasty after dynasty. Um, one of the biggest mm. things that I've seen and, um, you know, when, it's one of those things where once you're made aware of it, you can never not see it. Like you can never unsee it or stop noticing it. Yeah. Um, you know, two, two of those things um, stuck out to me recently. But it's like, number one, it's the the whole Middle East, Palestine, Israel, Hamas conflict that's going on right now, mm-hmm. people will argue on behalf of somebody because they think that they have the same morals and the same values. They're like, oh, they're just like us. Like mm-hmm. when people look at atrocities with children and women, they put themselves mm-hmm. in that position and they go, well, what would it take for me to commit this atrocity? Oh, no, they had to have been maligned in some way or another. Yeah. Dude, that emotivism is something that is just so unhelpful. Like to look at a, to look at a situation and think that everybody thinks and values and cherishes the same things that you do. And they think the same way you do. And they see things, uh, you know, everything the same as you do. What a terrible place to start because then you just start making terrible assumptions and you mm-hmm. know going towards emotivism. And it's the least efficient way to, to talk about these things, but we do it so much. Like we it- all do it. It's exactly the reason why Europe has all these issues with immigrants. And my time when I was there in Germany working with Polizei, some of the most violent shit we went to as as law enforcement were with immigrants. And these were people that are from like Syria or some of these other countries in the Middle East. And they were just fucking shit up for no reason other than they just did not like being in Europe and like Europeans and specifically the Germans they're around. And uh, I don't remember if I've told this story before, but... Um, the German government in Kaiserslautern paid all this money to give a lot of these immigrants that Merkel uh, put in their city these bicycles so that they could get around the city, get jobs and all this stuff. And um, there's a really, really old, like, I guess you could call it like a a capital building there in Kaysound. And uh, these immigrants had a protest where they took all these bicycles that they were given for free and wrapped them around the building basically and created all these issues of getting in and out of it. They like chain, chain them together and all the shit in protest because they did not like that the bikes were not like top of the line, like mountain bikes sort of thing. And they Bakers were just like, choosers. you know, beat. Well, sure. In fact, they can. 
they can and it, it happens all the time but that's what i'm getting at is is i it it sounds fucked up to say but when you invite the third world in you get the third world and to relate yourself like you said and put yourself in their shoes as people have the same morals and values we just don't and i get it we're all human beings um but it's it isn't it's not the same and you have to be ready for that and you shouldn't believe that everybody is is going to come in and want to contribute the way you have or your ancestors have you know we have a country and you're okay with it's okay to be weary about these things right well, it, you even include a little bit of logic into today's scenario because, you know, people will be like, well, you know, between 1890 and 1960, we allowed, you know, 12 million people in and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, hold on. So first of all, we've allowed like 8 million people in just in this last administration alone. We had 300, mm-hmm. 300,000 border yeah. run-ins this month. Yeah. Well, in, in December of 2023, right? 300,000 yep. encounters at the border. That's a record high. It's never been that high before in the history of the planet. So yep. You know, people are like, well, between 1890 and 1960, we had like 12 million, whatever. I'm like, okay, you're you're purposely applying a context that does not exist to today's scenario. Mm-hmm. That was a time of immigration from Europe, from world wars. Those were families that were coming to America, hopefully to assimilate and immigrate the correct way and then become part of our culture mm-hmm. and really live on as Americans. You yeah. were talking now about 70% of the people that cross the border are military fighting age males, not from the country from which they're like actually seeking asylum. So they're not from Mexico. They're yeah. from Guyana. They're from Syria. They're from Algeria. They're from Nigeria. They're from Somalia. They're from far flung places. We have not vetted and we have not talked to them for a second. And they know if they just hit the border, they're going to get a bus ride and a cell phone to the interior of the country and they're going to wind up somewhere. But then suddenly, if you bring these facts up and you're like, listen, no, I'm not against immigration. Immigration is what makes America great. Yeah, You need no. to close the border down. You need to vet everybody so that we know who is coming in and what they're doing. And we need to stop the flow of fentanyl at the border. The government's only supposed to do three things. And one of them is secure the border. Hmm. So if there's ever a reason to say that somebody is not fulfilling their duty and dereliction of duty falls in the high crimes and misdemeanors impeachment realm, I would say that right now we're not protecting our border. And you can't have it both ways. When I see the left go, oh, stop it. The border is not open. And then I point to people flooding across the border. They're like, oh, well, it's a Republican problem. This started like a long time ago when they got defunded. Like, bro, is that is that your answer? Is that you're blaming Trump? You've been in power for three years. Mm-hmm. You've got the presidency. You've got one of the one of the houses like you're good. You should be passing laws. I remember during the Trump presidency when everyone was freaking out about like the kids in cages and stuff. And then it came out later like, mm-hmm. oh, these photos by Obama. from the Obama administration. And those cages were built yeah. by the Obama administration. It's like, oh my god! Or I was right. just going to say, the, man, the same people bitching right now is from the Obama administration. It's like, okay, right? All these, all these people bitching right now are the same people that were bitching at Obama for being too much with his policies. Right. Yeah. So it's, again, you can't have it one way and not the other. So, but well, um, yeah, and yeah, it made me. Part of what you said made me think of uh, the conversation we had with Vince Vargas, Zach, where we were talking about how these aren't the same people that were showing up to Ellis Island at the beginning of the 20th century. Mm-hmm. And um, it made me think, too, just from yesterday, that Boston City Councilor Tanya Fernandez Anderson, who uh, stood up there with all the rest of the city councilmen and refused to put her hand up and did not even recite the oath uh, of office, which re- refers to the Constitution and upholding the oath. And... um you know, she did it on purpose, but she is she's an immigrant to our country, which again I'm fine with. But at the same time, you came to this country. You should be upholding the 
the Constitution and take that oath to represent the people of this country. And that's the beauty of the Constitution. You don't have to completely agree with it. That's the whole point. You can uphold it and you're upholding that value of not agreeing with it completely. There's that dichotomy that you're allowed to have. But, you know, I just quantifying what you said, Aaron, man, it's just a perfect recent example from literally yesterday of that. Yeah. And unfortunately there's too many of them floating around. It's people, mm-hmm. people have kind of forgotten. I'll tell you, I'll give credit where it's due, man. And this is, I can't, I'd never believe that I would ever say this. Mm-hmm. If you want to watch a real time move, somebody that no kidding had a brain injury and the brain injury woke him up from being a Democrat, watch what's happening with Fetterman in Pennsylvania. I knew you were going to say that. Guy, the guy over the last two weeks has started to make a lot of sense. He's like, hey, guys, you know where we should focus on our local towns and communities and we should put those first, almost like America comes before other places and that makes everything else better. And everybody's like, whoa, John. And then he's talking about like, you know, wanting to shut, you know, a Chinese company wanting to shut a factory down. He's like, no, I'm vetoing it. This is America. Mm-hmm. You don't get to buy this stuff here. And everybody's shocked because Fetterman, who has a legitimate brain injury, he's got a Nazi mm-hmm. brain injury from his stroke. Yeah. Has essentially started coming to and he's like, oh, hold on. It turns out I'm conservative. It turns out I'm a <laughs> oh, moderate. And I didn't need to like worry about all this. I like, you know, watching his transformation. It, and it's funny that that kind of links back to what we were talking to right when we opened up. But, mm-hmm. you know, as you grow up and as you look at these things, you look at it's even in the name, right? Like Congress, you know, conservative and progressive. Like if you're progressive, you don't want to do things the way that we've done them. You want to lay those down and go on with other things. And sometimes you have to rip and burn those structures to the ground to yeah. be a progressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not about that. I'm about conserving individual freedoms, rights, yeah. and responsibilities. Big R right. rights. I, I want individuals to have rights, responsibilities, and privileges inside of these United States of America. I want a government small enough to fit inside of the Constitution. And I want a neighbor that I can trust with my life or my crop. Like, that's basically it. If you give people that, like, that's what America is great, what it's built on. And it's crazy watching people sort of lose their way. But you, you're starting to see it a little bit more. We talked about that pendulum swing. Now, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'll wear a questionable shirt, you know, out to the gym or something, you know, and somebody will look at it and like, I'll get like three or four hell yeah brothers where, you know, a, six months ago, I'd only get one, but now yeah. I've got a shirt that has uh, president Trump on the back. It says wanted for president. Uh, it's a fire shirt. I got <laughs> it at a awesome. great bar. Yeah. I got it at a, at a right wing bar. I didn't even know I was in, um, back in the oh, day yeah. down in Texas. It was like, um, but anyway, I'll wear it and like, now I'm getting three or four. They're like, hell yeah, brother. He's going to make it again. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, dude, let's go in Washington. That's awesome. I'm telling you, it's uh, it's starting to catch on gas. Finally is under $5 a gallon. It's only like four fifty a gallon now. Crazy. Um, It'll still be way up, way up there because that's how Washington state is, but not my problem very much longer. So I feel you. Yeah. How much is gas a gallon in California? Outside of the United States. So I just filled up yesterday on base. It was 488. (laughs) Was that for yeah. like like eighty seven octane, like not even premium? Oh yeah, 100%. oh yeah. I was getting the minivan yeah. filled up, homie. Get, get the I'm fuck filling, out of here! I'm not filling up the Supra, my guy. Take it easy, Paul Walker. I don't well, have a Raptor. I'm not yeah, cool like the you. The Raptor dude. takes premium only. So, <laughs> do you do you uh, like the Raptor? Like, I I'm not even it. joking. This isn't even a setup for a joke. Do you? I love it. I have the so I have the. I don't know if you listened to our previous episode. I have the first gen Raptor, 2014. The 6.2 liter V8. Okay. And so I got the last year of it. And actually today, I didn't know Ford did this. 
So I'm the second owner of my Raptor falls under like special vehicle team. I came home today and there's a package from Ford performance. And in there, it had like a certificate of authenticity for my Raptor with the VIN. It told me when it was made, like what number it is of what. And then they gave me the, uh, like the window sticker printout, like a brand new one. And then a letter that said like, thanks for your purchase. We hope this, it even acknowledged that I bought the car used and that I was the second owner. And they said, we hope that it brings what? you hundreds of thousands of uh, miles of fun. They just sent that to me. Whoa. What's up, yeah. Ford? Damn, exactly. okay, Ford, you're out here doing I it. I know, right? Yeah. I see you. I re- so, well, I tell you what, I recognize when you have good customer service practices, good job, Ford. Yeah, I Absolutely. looked it up. And I, like, other, peop- like, uh, other people have gone to too, and it's only for their special vehicles. So if you get like any Raptor variant um, or like their higher Mustang variants and stuff, uh, they'll send you that. And even if you buy it used, apparently they have some connection to like the DMV system. So they know when their special vehicles are sold again or re-registered and they'll just send you a That's thing in the cool. mail. I'm here for it. Yeah. I approve. Yeah. It's going up in my Not garage. Much of a car guy, but I do definitely, uh, I, I like sitting, you know, customer sales service well, when I know it, you know, don't make mistakes about talking about Tacoma's having diesel versions. Cause Zach will correct you live on the air. Why would I ever do that? Dude, I don't even know what a liter is. He was like, it's a liter engine, something. Hola. Eight, <laughs> eight cylinder. It's It's got 7.5 cylinders and it goes really fast. I don't, dude, I don't know any of that. 7.5 cylinders. I do not make exactly. any sense. It wouldn't work. It's not. See? Why not? <laughs> you can't have half a cylinder. There has to be an intake and an exhaust. Why not, you dumb bastard? I know. No, you, it'd just you... be half as big as another one. <laughs> half a cylinder is still a cylinder, right? Yeah, no, oh, I'm right man. on this if one. I go, if I go cut a Campbell's soup can in half, it's in a half. cylinder. It's still a cylinder. Oh, wow. Look, How about that? somebody changes. went to big brain school and <laughs> somebody didn't. Changes between. I didn't you know need what? my tricorn you know, hat on for that. You know, both of these things could be right, as Aaron Love would say. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> is this, bring is it back. an illustration of the light with the triangle and the rectangle and the, and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the cylinder? <laughs> Exactly. I do yeah. like that. Yeah, I like that. You probably could one. make a half cylinder engine. Would it be efficient in any single way for the manufacturer? Probably not. So it's never going to be made. Yeah. Okay. All right. Somebody's going to do it. And I'm not with that house, so. dude. To no, be honest, I hope, exactly. I hope they make that's, it. And I somebody hope they out make there is water powered, so the government kills them. Somebody, yeah, that's definitely going to happen. Somebody out there right now was like, oh my God, I can finally build my six and a half liter Mustang. It's going to be so much faster than all those six liter Mustangs. Pieces of shit. Faster. Good it's going to be Ford. half a liter. Fast. Somebody convert liters into freedom units for me. That's seven miles per hour, sir. At which gear? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Good thing Ford didn't have that can't do attitude. Otherwise, Zach would have never got his customer service package in the mail. Mm-mm. It's true. Yeah. You'd be an American. That's right. I'm an American. You're an American and a raptor. That's right. Trump's got your body tied up to the back of his fucking tank, dragging you along yeah. in the video. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, well, you're my, still the hardest part raptor's by... pulling his tank out of the bog. So no, it's oh, not, okay. it's I don't. I don't think happy. so. You know how heavy that tank is? It's, it's so got heavy. a ha- it's got a half cylinder more than your raptor. It does. Oh, yeah, you're gonna need that six and a half cylinder Mustang. It's got low Actually, end torque. It'll rip the wheels off a house. The tank's probably got two Cummins engines in it, so <laughs> which mm, the Toyota exactly. Tacoma yeah. does not have. You did a mucking bird. You did a mucking bird. All the way back. You did a mucking bird. 
Yeah, I don't know shit about cars either. I just know that my car gets me from from home to work to the to the grocery store on Sundays with all of Aaron's fans. That's what happens. Brandon doesn't know this, but when I get to uh, when I leave America and go to his communist country with him uh, here in a couple months, mm-hmm. um, we're gonna start modifying right. his Forerunner a whole bunch. He's just gonna come out to his house, come out to his car one day, and it's gonna be like lifted on thirty sevens, like a snorkel. It's gonna be it's ridiculous. Gonna have a tent. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you'd be like wow i can stand up in the back and i can even take my pants off it's a tent yep. now hell yeah wouldn't be the first time and then brand's, hey, hey, brand's gonna look Same. at his wife and be like this is pretty cool and then she's like yeah we have severe credit card debt but it's pretty sick <laughs> <laughs> apparently it's worth it for that half a cylinder more it is hey i'm here for up it. any hill you want pat pat yeah that's right i don't think half Aaron cylinder engines the air Air Force has decided to move Zach outside the United States. Yep. Why? Because he needs uh, a special duty and move yeah. to a special, special duty place. Time is over. They gave they gave me five options. Gross. Okay. They gave me Beale Air Force okay. Base, California. They weren't good. Minot, North okay. Dakota. Maelstrom, Montana. <laughs> Whiteman. I can't remember what state that's in. And then Laughlin, Texas, Missouri. So it was either three Who did you nuke make mad, bases. Bro? What happened? Everyone apparently. Yeah, it was either three nuke bases or die to the Mexican cartel or leave the United States of America. So I chose leave the United States of America. Beal, beautiful yep. sack town, ain't that far away? It's gorgeous, mm-hmm. Northern California. Math is cheap. Hell yeah, it's true. I live here. Just go to Bacaville. You can pick that up wherever you want. You can. Doesn't matter. I mean, you could get it wherever you want to live. There, you know. I live not that far right from over to San Jose. Mm-hmm. Zach's probably spent a lot of time in San Francisco. Why? Why would I go there? Did you don't think you could pay me to go to San Francisco unless it had some series zeros after it? Not anymore. So, my I'm still wife, like getting poo on my shoe. My wife was like, "I I want to go visit San Francisco," so she did like one time, and that one time visiting San Francisco, she's like, "No, I don't ever need to go there again. It was pretty scary and dingy and." I'm good. I was like, all right, cool. It's pretty bad when your Japanese wife doesn't want to go to San Francisco. It's she sketch, knows, dude. She knows what's going We went down there. I saw um, Hamilton, a live performance of Hamilton down there. Mm. And it was it was super bad. Was super uh, bad. Mer- Lin-Manuel Miranda in it? It was not no. the Broadway cast. No, it was the oh, off-Broadway, okay. the touring guys. Yeah, but it was, uh, man, it was rowdy. Um, it was mm-hmm. a rowdy experience down in San Francisco. I've been there once since. And let me tell you, not impressed. Not cool. Yeah. Then. No, it isn't, man. And it's it's kind of a shame because like all of my in-laws grew up here and mm. they'll sit there and tell you all these cool sounding stories. And it's like, well, unless you got hobo stab insurance or want to get fucking, you know, step on a syringe on the sidewalk, there's no hobo reason to go down there. stab insurance? Yeah. Hi, I'm Walt Whitman and I'll be selling <laughs> hobo stab insurance. Exactly. That's a thing. It's a Have thing. you been permanently handicapped by a jetty? Contact me, Bob Goldstein. <laughs> Nah. I stand corrected. Well, what is, what is your cylinder engines actually do exist? They only exist. In... Look, look at you. Look they only at exist you. Wrong. On odd cylinder engines, so you can't have like a yeah. What I say? Three point five. Seven point five. But you can't have an yeah. 8. I never. 5. I never said that. I said seven point five. He you did say an odd number. You did. did. Run the tape back. Um, the I'm gonna clip this. <laughs> has not. Aaron, used... a non-car guy, proves Zach and his mustache wrong. Yeah, take that. Odd cylinders for life, baby. Give me a 3.5 cylinder. 
It's usually so we should call like the name of this episode motorcycle 3.5 not, cylinders not, yeah or an extra cylinder of knowledge that's <laughs> only a half don't give me <laughs> two a half cylinder. yeah <laughs> true a half cylinder of knowledge yeah that's it you have to get <laughs> you have to get an hour and 22 <laughs> minutes into this episode to understand why it's called that but that's it <laughs> to understand yeah that's the inside yeah the inside joke doesn't happen until well after an hour gents so <laughs> that's how i get my hunting. listenership up Talking my listenership up. <laughs> Gotta get them analytics popping, bro. That's right. That sounds like something you'd find in like a K ration. Half a cylinder of knowledge. That's gonna be the title. I'm texting to you right now, Brandon, so I remember forever. I won't forget. That's how you know you made it. Dude, where when are you moving back to the United States, Aaron? Very, very soon. Very soon. Yeah. So next couple of months. I'm not gonna put it out there because people on the internet are weird, but I am making yeah. a, a move to the southwest, so I'll be there before oh, it heats yeah. up for the summer and then hopefully i'll be there for quite a long time so i'm excited about it that's awesome i've always wanted to move to the southwest for something it's not even just like the fact that tombstone's a great movie because it is and i would because it I is want thanks it is it's an amazing Obviously. movie i know you like that movie but uh it's just something about that part of the country that just makes me want to walk off into the sunset and not come back and be a homesteader yeah dude i mean so the the Northeast, uh, the Northwest, you know, some areas of, of the United States, they, they seem claustrophobic, right? Like the trees are mm-hmm. too tall. You can't see past them. You get on certain hills and stuff and you, you can only see really as far as your, your immediate area. Yeah, man. When you're driving anywhere in you know, Tucson, Albuquerque, Santa Fe, West Texas, you know, even, you know, San Antonio, some of those, some mm-hmm. of those areas in the Southwest, you know, Vegas, you can look out and you can see for miles. And the yeah, world feels ever. huge and it's a bright blue. And yeah, it's hot, but it's not too bad. Everybody has their air condition figured out. Man, I, I grew to love the Southwest. I lived in, you know, Vegas and then Albuquerque. So for a period of, you know, almost eight years, I lived there. And I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm not screwing around with the East. It's too populated. There's too many mm-hmm. people over there. The cities are too wacky. Like there's too much stuff constantly going on. Mm-hmm. Give me some space out West. Like everything moves a little bit slower. I'm cool with it. Like the heat never bothers me. I'd rather it be yeah. hot all the time than deal with hurricanes and floods and all kinds of other whack shit. So yeah, man, Southwest True. is where it's at. Yeah, no, I, I would move there. I'd have to convince my wife to move there. That would be the only problem. Yeah. I'm just telling you, it gets, cool it gets easier when you don't have a whole lot. You know, you don't have bugs. You don't have, a, you don't have a lot of stuff. You know, to contend with. And basically, if you pick the right spot, like the place we're moving to is a, it's a brand new build. We're the first people to own the house. It's out on a like a growing reservation that did not exist. You know, ten mm-hmm. years ago, this little area that we're living in wasn't even a thing. But they kind of like moved the, the infrastructure a little bit further out. So it's got a grocery store. It's got a gym. It's got this. It's got that. And suddenly you have a little ready-made little community that butts right up to the mountains. And I'm just like, uh, yeah, I'd like Sounds to do like paradise. this. Please. It's not too bad, brother. It's not yeah. too bad. So, and then we'll, uh, we'll post up there until we're looking for the the big house. But I think what we'll try to do is we'll try to be really smart about investments and then look for the big forever home. that's more compound like in the same yeah. area. I think you might need it at the, whenever the time for that rolls around. I think so. I think so. The compound is the way to go though. If I, it is. You, you ever fuck around and catch me winning, you know, a billion dollars, 900 million, you know, even if I have to give the government 400, which is nonsense, I walk away with 500 million. <laughs> if you think I'm not building a huge compound mm-hmm. and here's the idea, I'm going to put it out there. This is my intellectual property, but I'm going to put it out there anyway. You have a compound. You've got, you've got your house, Zach. You've got your house, Brandon. I've got my house, but mm-hmm. there's actually four houses on the property. 
There's one house that's in the middle and that's the kick it house. If we're mm. having family dinners, we go down to the kick it house. We have mm. that bad boy clean and have like that boy that. stock with food. If we're having, if little kids have birthday parties, you need the kick it house, put it on the kick it house calendar and whatever. If everybody just wants to kick it, Hey, what are you doing? Nothing. Meet me down in the kick it house. Let's go have some drinks. You can drink, be away from the family, just chill out, do whatever. And then you use that house as like a common area or a day room. And then you have your own house. It's your own house. And if you want to have people up there, you can. Dude, that's fucking genius. There's no need and to have people over. No need to clean carts. your house to hang out. Dude, all your golf carts are a must. But I have to have zip lines yeah. from my house and to if we're building, house. if you're building this big compound, right, it's already assumed mm-hmm. that you've got fuck you money. So it's oh, not yeah. going to cost anything to have it cleaned and have it catered and everything. You just, hey, man, this is the house. It has a full, uh, it has everything fully furnished. People can stay over there. Like if people need to sleep there, you're like, yeah, yeah man, here you go. Here's, here's the house. Whole, whole ass house. Yeah. The dream. I just need five hundred million dollars, dog. He Small said, loan. You won't know I won the lottery, but there will be signs. There'd be signs, a hundred percent. You'd be like, "Did you hear about Aaron's eight house mansion?" Yeah, yeah but I heard it. I heard he's only living in seven of them full time. And they, you'd be like, "Oh, Aaron, he did, did it. it. He, he built the chicken house, guys. I bet everybody's yeah. got a golf cart. Oh, god damn it, they've all got golf carts, don't they? Yeah, they're all nine and a half cylinder. Yeah, nine. No, yeah. Well, they can be nine and a half, <laughs> but that's too big for a golf cart. Grow up, <laughs> it can't because it's odd. It's an odd number. Yeah, it's it's a it's a one and a half for a golf cart. Okay, it's okay. electric. It's My hybrid. bad. Be realistic. We, we can't Brandon. go that. T- Sorry, Be realistic. Brandon. Motherfucker, you didn't even know half cylinders existed five seconds. <laughs> I know, ago. right? Five Not seconds like- ago, this guy was talking about. There's no such thing as half cylinder. Oh, he did a mockingbird. He did a mockingbird. <laughs> Maybe you should put your wig back on, dude. You were smart when you had that wig on. You were. Also, wasn't talking much. Look. I was listening. <laughs> Correlation, worried about all the sweat rolling down his fucking temple. <laughs> right to my butt crack. Makes you wonder how they how all those British judges sit in those chambers for fucking hours and deliberate. Oh, terrible. I'm glad they fell. I'm glad that we, we overtook them. <laughs> Same. I saw a meme the other day. It said, I heard a British person call Oreos chocolate sandwich cookies, and I knew immediately why the Revolutionary War had to happen. <laughs> had to happen. Sorry, you got to go, dog. That's not, that's not any of those things that you just said. Let me just get my chocolate. flintlock pistol ready. <laughs> Nah. Musket wadding. I'm going directly to a hatchet. I'm just right oh, away. Yeah. I'm just bashing that guy to death. Bloody that Chocolate hatchet. biscuit. I'm killing That's him right. with an Oreo. Fuck you. That doesn't sound like too bad way to go, man. Now mm. listen. Oreos are my shit. As the way, yeah. <laughs> Milk's favorite cookie. What are what are Aaron's main concerns for the United States in the coming few years? Oh, uh, man, information warfare, right? Like we've talked about it. We've alluded to it this whole time. If you don't know where to look for truth, like you have to have some sort of truth that you can trust and that mm-hmm. we, can, we can come to a middle ground on to even start a conversation. I think as we start looking at, you know, ways to deny people information, misinformation goes around the world twice before the actual story gets out of the closet, mm-hmm. um, so to speak. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it worries me that we're just going to get to this thing where, you know, we're both in entrenched positions and we're just like source, source. Well, that source sucks. Well, your source sucks. Well, your source is dumb. Your source is dumb. And then we don't believe anything. And then here we are like, okay, well, what do we do? Because if we can't agree on at least that there is a truth that, you know, two plus two is not five, it's four. I'm sorry Thanks. if you think that's racist or bigoted or somehow white supremacist, but two plus two equals four. And coming up with some sort of way to explain that away is not productive for society. That's not a mm-hmm. way that we actually go forward in the future. So you know, and I think the more the more Orwellian that we get, the more wacky that we get with being willing to define terms for whatever we want them to be. You know, you, 
you say things now and it's, it's not what even the word means. It's what we've taken it to mean to mm-hmm. the 10th degree and perverted it to be some sort of thing so that, you know, God forbid you slip up and call a he, a him, a they, a mm-hmm. them, a whatever it is. And you didn't mean any malice by it, but now just you're, you're done. Yeah. Like it's a thing that we've attached all this meaning to. That's not how it should be. When we start just picking apart each other's semantics and mm-hmm. trying to dunk on each other in real life, that doesn't get us anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's not the, it's not the way to go. So I think probably number one would really be, you know, the misinformation because the second that we, you know, stop finding a way to have discourse and the, the second that we stop caring what the real truth is, mm-hmm. you know, and both sides have a problem with this, you know, yeah. the, the second that we stop pretending like we're completely infallible. The other guy is the worst and they're the end of democracy and it's going to be the end of the world unless we vote for our guy. And if our guy wins, then we won. But if the other guy wins and they cheated, like that's not a place to be. We can't be there. It's it's not healthy. So, you know, protecting those those avenues of truth and being able to speak truth in a real and unfettered way is the First Amendment protects and provides. And that's like number one. And then number two is it's kind of just getting to a place where we can all realize like, stop fighting for table scraps and flip this table over. Like mm. the the whole world seems to be okay with a 79 year old and 81 year old dude that should have been retired long ago. Yeah. The fact that the baby boomers are still holding on to power and gen X isn't fully taken on the power is ridiculous. The fact that we have 80 year olds running this country on their 15th term of Congress, making $110 million off 170 K a year. Get out of here what are we talking about you you you're telling me that's not corrupt you're telling me that's not obviously corrupt and we should be worrying about this but we're fighting over these two Mm -hmm. yeah we're fighting over these two things as if they're the only option out there be like okay well what about this what about no biden no trump what about term limits what about you know you have to campaign before you're 65 Mm -hmm. like how about that yeah and people would well uh, whatever like why are we having the choice between Biden and Trump? They're going to be 85 by the time they get out. Like, what are we talking about? They should be yeah. not in politics. We would, I don't even want them driving. No, dude. And it's so crazy. You said that because there are States that would make you verify that you could do that, get behind the wheel of a vehicle yeah. at that age. Why the mm-hmm. fuck aren't we doing that for you to run the country? This makes sense. If you can be too young to be president, you can be too old. And yeah. it just makes too much fucking sense. Yeah. No, I agree. So I'd say that's that's what worries me the most because everything else comes out in the wash, man. Like everybody else puts too much. You mm-hmm. know, there's there's always there's always change, and there's always, I have a good friend of mine that you know he'll come up to me all breathless and be like, "Oh, did you hear about this thing?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, well, "What do you think?" And I'm like, I, "I don't know. It's like the last hundred things, man. You know how many things were supposed to happen like this Thursday, and the Epstein client list is coming out, and it's going to name oh, names yeah. and." then it's not going to name names and it's going to be redacted. And it's really not the piece of information you need to corroborate the other two pieces of information we've already had since 2008. And Oh, by the way, why is, why is Jelaine Maxwell in jail for the people that she provided to the people on this list? Who's John Doe number 17, like all these things, right? Like are the things that we should be asking. And instead it's just more gaslighting. It's just more taking time away from valuable activities. Like, I don't know, doing anything else. Um, So, and it's easy to get caught in that cycle though. It's the mm-hmm. next thing. It's the big shoe to drop. It's this is when, you know, the Democrats are guilty of it, too. You know, the walls are closing in on Donald Trump. The walls are closing in. We finally got him this time. He likes to grab women by the pussy. We got him this time. And none of that stopped. Him <laughs> I could care again, less. He's, he's a mud monster. He just does not care. It's great. Swamp thing. Just let you grab him right by the pussy. <laughs> 
What's fucking hilarious is I know every single person in this country has probably said something worse than that too. So you're, you're we, uh, we said worse than it on this podcast. We that's true. <laughs> we have. That's a good point. I mean, shit. I just asked. I kind of want to ask Aaron the same question I just asked you on our popcorn podcast, Zach. Which might one? as well just do it. The one with the old lady. You know which one? The old lady. No, no, no. I, I'll just get to it. All right, Aaron. This is a would you rather. Okay. Would you, would you, I know. Would you rather sleep with a extremely passable trans woman or sleep with a very unwashed, it's been months since the last river bath, 14th century maiden, very unclean. How old is the maiden? Obviously of age, 21. Let's go there. You know, I'm going with the maiden. That's what I said. Zach, I'm I'm going to tell you right now. It took a few seconds. Because I'm straight. Right. Take a few seconds. I had I had more questions though. <laughs> there was a little bit more deliberate deliberation though. Yeah, it was a little nah. weird. Uh-uh. I told I told my wife asked me that question and I was like, well, that's pretty cool. You know, that's an interesting one. I said I was hitting it like the U.S. hit Hiroshima. Um, that's what I'm doing. That's how fast that answer came out of my mouth. That's what's nice. going on. Yeah, that's good. And then you've been mm-hmm. sleeping on the couch ever since because you can't say that in front of your wife, dog, you idiot. What are you doing? Well, you hey, can actually, sleep in the forerunner cool soon. Just going to have a full tent. That's right. Or <sighs> or I could one day maybe sleep in the kick it house, you know? See, yeah. the kick it house is the way to go. Or you it is. Imagine Dude, going on your, on your own couch. No, no, no. you got to go to the kick it house and do your own bed. You, you <laughs> kicked me into my own room. Oh, Aaron and all sure. of his... Aaron and all of his boys are just going to get in trouble on purpose every once in a while just so they could get banished to the kick it house and have the best night ever. It'll be like sleepover old school. We'll have pizza and Mountain <laughs> super Dew. Super Nintendo. Just giggling. Like, <laughs> yeah. The wives come down there super mad with the kids. Like, what are you I guys doing? This looks like a Hiroshima. This looks like a sleepover. <laughs> no, we're all talking about our feelings. We all know we're very, very bad husbands. We're all very bad. We aren't going to come together until tomorrow night after the 10 o'clock game and the 1 o'clock game. <laughs> Browns by a million, right? Browns by a fucking billion. That's right. It makes me uh, think of that uh, the that episode that you and Trent did on One's Ready. I thought it was really, really good. Um, the one I wrote you about, but the, you guys were talking about um that incident at the fucking Canadian border with the car that went through and how it was like five different things in like four hours. Right away. That was crazy, man. Right away, never, it was. Yeah, yeah. Right away, it was. Hey, this is a terrorist attack, and you were like, "Wait a second, how do we?" How do we know that? And then there was the thing that I knew almost immediately that I was just like, I'm not touching this one. I'm not touching Mm -hmm. this one with a 10 foot pole because it already looks like clown shoes. But it was when (laughs) maybe 10 minutes after I saw the first report, Mm -hmm. I was like, no fucking way. And immediately I was like, well, which way is it going? Is -hmm. it going into America? Is it going into Canada? Because that changes everything up. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, so which way was it going? Well, they were like, yeah, it was going out. And I'm like, Okay, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. I'm like, Canada is pretty simple to get into. You wouldn't have to worry about getting into it from America. Like, you wouldn't have to come into America to get the supplies, to get the supplies ready to go to go to Canada to do this thing. You would just go to Canada. It's easier to go to Canada. <laughs> Too much to, work. Right. No. It just, that's logistically, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So I was like, all right, hold on. Let me just see this. And then in the, just like you said, in the course of four hours, it was, it was a terrorist attack. It was an Iranian terrorist attack. It, it was, was a, a terrorist passport. attack. Yep. The passport survived. There was a passport that linked it to it. And then, oh, by the way, sorry, it was a rich dude that drove his Bentley too fast and killed his passenger. In the course of most sense, three or four hours. I was like, what the fuck are we doing right now? People were running with the story. And I'm just like, yeah, have you guys learned nothing? 
Have you guys learned nothing of just waiting? What if you waited six hours? Yeah. Then we won't get the clicks. Sure, you're still going to go viral. You're still going to get, get people looking at your page. What if you just waited? Dude, that's that's like one of the the things I miss, or I I've never lived it, so I can't say I miss, but that like it seems idealistic. Back in the day, we had Walter Cronkite in the evening news. You had to wait all day. Right there tonight on nightly news. Right, but but for real, like you had to wait all day to get his fucking opinion, and by that time, shit's played out. You know, you don't, you wouldn't have CNN tweeting a picture of a passport like, hey. Fucking smooth brain. You really think it survived that hey, fucking explosion? Hey, fucking hey, hold on. <laughs> the only thing stronger than steel beams are passports because they yeah. found some of those dudes' passports in 9-11 and those things were pristine. Dude. First of all, first of all, sweetie, passports yeah. are nearly indestructible as we know. This is time number two that we've proven it in your face. Aaron's dropping knowledge. A half cylinder, half cylinder. It is a half cylinder more. Unburnable. Maybe I got that three point five liter. Yeah. <laughs> One and a half liter passport. One and a half liter passport. That thing, you can't touch that thing. The thing might as well be made out of adamantium. That's why the U.S. That's what always make needs a ticket oil. house out of his passports. It's to run all our passports. Oh, I bet. Let's get out of here. Um. Yeah, but the, to watch that to watch that evolve and change, I'm just like, holy cow, man! Like, just wait, just wait mm-hmm. on it. Like, so much, it, and it changes for the good and for the bad in such wild ways that you'd never be able to predict. It's like a a Simpsons episode or a Family Guy episode where they start off doing one thing, and then by the end of it, it's a completely different episode, and you're like, what is happening? What what are we even doing right now? Like, there's no through lot. You're just like, why am I on an airplane with four of my best friends and the Kool Aid Man? And you're just like, oh, well, yeah. here it goes again. And oh, yeah. Um, Close to the side of the plane. But yeah, there's there's no way that you could have a good take on it in the early parts of it anyway. Mm-mm. Like you watched yeah. October, October 7th started kicking off mm-hmm. and my phone was just blowing up. And I was like, Same. what the fuck is happening? And then yeah. as you watch that day unfold, you're like, it, it would change by the minute. It would change by the post. I would see another post and I'm like, oh my God, is this right? Is this right? Is this wrong? Is this right? Is this a crisis actor? Like, is Dude, this a crisis false flag? Actors. Like, what is it? Um, that is the so weirdest tough, thing in the world. Yeah, it's a tough world to live in. Um, and especially like the the number one thing that does give me pause is there's the distinct possibility. People throw it around as a conspiracy theory, but there's a possibility that sometime in this year, the world could devolve to a point where the government goes, okay, well, I don't think voting is right, guys. I think we're just going to we're going to wait on this election. What? Like if there was a World War three or there's a reason how this administration could suspend an election and just be like, all right, listen, President Trump, he's got way too many things going on in the courts right now. We got World mm-hmm. War three popping off. We don't have time for election. Everybody We needs we need continuity. I mean, I could see someone saying that and there's like enough. There's like a lining of logic in maintaining leadership for a conflict mm-hmm. to where it's like enough to where you could spin it. But at the same time, it's one of those Trojan horses of what other shit is inside the fucking box that you're bringing in the gates here. We did it four times during GWAT, dude. Yeah. We had, we had Bush, Obama, Trump, mm-hmm. Biden, uh, in GWAT. So mm-hmm. we did it. We did it for 20 years. There's we no did. reason why you can't just hand the keys over. We, we fought several multiple, um, theater wars, you know, with Iraq, Afghanistan, mm-hmm. Simon, Yemen, Semen, semen. Boy, you pronounce that weird. I know. Yeah, Aaron, you pronounce that weird. Why is your mouth watering? I don't know. Um, Vivek is one of my favorite vacations. Zach, put Uh, the wig back on. 
Yeah, favorite place I've ever been, Semen. Um, the guys there were really nice. I bet. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, man, I almost man, left a bad taste in my mouth. Was anyway, so uh, yeah. as we uh, – right, but like that's probably the scariest thing. Like it's not the, the most likely thing that I think is going to happen. It's not something that keeps me up at night. But yeah. i got to be honest with you, with all the animosity and with the way that things are going, and there's it's definitely not – out of the realm of possibility. Like if you remember back in the day, like you guys remember when Mike Tyson was just doing wild shit, you mm. get face tattoos and you take on wacky fights and that then a Fight crazy tiger. training video would come out and you'd be like, Oh my God, this, this guy. Yeah, exactly. He's like biting tigers heads off and shit. Still wouldn't get in the ring with that dude. No, absolutely not. He's 52 and I still wouldn't. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. You'd die. He probably just hurt me a little bit, but you'd die. Even if um, I had gloves made of passports, I'd probably still use. Like that yeah, those are tough. It would hurt yeah. me, but you would die. <laughs> You're a normal human. You'd be dead. You'd right. punch right yeah. through your spine. He's, He's not wrong. Bloody glove on the other side. It'd yeah. be all terrible. It'd be terrible and shit. But there was a time where Mike Tyson was in the news so much for so much wacky shit. Like Dennis Rodman did the same thing for a period. Mm. But you would hear a news story and you'd go, they'd be like, you know, uh, breaking news, Mike Tyson poops on the lawn of the White House while making contact with the President of the United States. He knocked out nine Secret Service agents and had sex with a dog. Film at 11. And you'd be like, no <laughs> fucking way. But then, you'd be, but then you'd be like, wait a second. You'd be like, hold on, hold on. It is Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's been crazy. He bit that guy. That's not out of the realm. Children. Wait a second. Did Mike Tyson poop on somebody's lawn? And then you'd have to wait to figure it out. But Mike Tyson, that was the Mike Tyson zone. It's Mike true. Tyson was in that zone for a couple of years where there wasn't enough wild shit you could say that you'd be like, I don't, my, I, imagine saying the word, imagine saying the words, I don't think Mike Tyson would do that. Then you got Dennis Rodman in a wedding dress on the side, just like hyping in him North up. North Korea. You know? Yeah. He's yeah. got Kim Jong-un just kicking it with his boy in North Korea. Like Dennis Rodman did all of these things. He was in a sex book with Madonna he took a 72-hour break to go gamble, do drugs, and sleep with Carmen Electra in the middle dude, of a bowl season. That, that is, yes. Dude. Hot Carmen Electra. Like, back in the day, Carmen Electra. Dude. dude. Like, for crazy. Oh, for contractual yeah. and legal reasons, I'm unable to talk about Carmen Electra and the impact she had on this young boy's life. But what I, what I mean to say is, is he's in that zone right now. Like, there is mm-hmm. no wacky scenario that you can come up with in politics right now to be like, that can't happen. No. Oh, well, you know, Joe Biden has a stroke. He turns it over to Kamala. The base hates Kamala so much that they parachute in Michelle Obama. Kamala is going to be a high level secretary. They're going to be bring uh, Newsom in is the VP. Is that a wild scenario? Well, yeah. Is it unheard of? No. Can you see it happening now? Yeah. President Trump, uh, they, they find everything against them unconstitutional. The Biden corruption scandal really breaks and there's written Eric Schwerin testifies and really comes forward and puts the nail in this whole coffin over five years. The system itself breaks. Trump gets elected. He's also in jail in Georgia for the document scandal. Does that sound He's, like, does that sound you crazy? Right for television. Sure. You should write for Pe- television. You know, here's the problem. Bud? The, People wouldn't believe me. If the president's in jail, does the secret <laughs> service like protect him from like the correction officer? Yep. They're going to break him out. <laughs> If there's if there's anything interesting, if there's ever a, a rabbit hole that you want to go down that's very very nerdy, go down. You know what happens if the, if a prisoner becomes a president? Because it's, know. it's fascinating. The the Secret Service would have to protect him. He'd have to have like a secret cell. He'd have to have like a, a freaking way to conduct business on a secret level, like TSSCI. He'd have to have all of these. Like it's ridiculous. 
Yeah, could you imagine like just some fucking to get the random dude? <laughs> yeah, for sure. That people taking your cocktail fruit. I want now your cocktail a, fruit. <laughs> we need a movie of that now. Is is a Michelle Obama Kamala Harris ticket unbeatable? I want to know. Absolutely, it is. People hate Harris. Harris yeah, is the weekend. True. Not not That's like good. Kamala Harris is awful. Maybe if Oprah. If, if Kamala, no, Oprah doesn't want to do it. I'm telling. You, I think, and people have said it before. I think it's Michelle Obama. And I said it a long time ago. I think it's Michelle Obama. She's got the name. She's got the pedigree. She's got enough of a political. She had enough first lady political endeavors. People know that you're buying the Obama name and brand. They know Mm -hmm. that you're buying the same staff. They know what they're, what they're buying for that. I think if the left wanted to be smart, they'd run Michelle Obama and they'd put Newsom in. Yeah, it's kind of the heir apparent at uh, at um, vice president. And then it looks like they've got this ticket because they can't go backwards. They can't go back to mm-hmm. white guy president yeah. now that they've they've broken that barrier. Now, the expectation is, is that, you know, Biden stays there until Harris is ready to take the throne or whatever. But Harris has underperformed in such a way that the Democrats hate her like her words yeah. that like give the script of her speeches to a five year old that can read and they'll be like, daddy, this doesn't make any sense. This doesn't think (laughs) about the passage of time. Time when it passes is important because the importance of time, what do you tell? That's like a direct quote from Kamala Harris in front of people. Like, what are you talking about? She always says it really slow. Right. And like, I'm going to say something that's going to blow your mind. And it's it nothing. takes so long it's, for her I love brain Venn to read it. I love electric buses, and it, like <laughs> it's and it's not homophobic or racist to to have these these problems with the vice president. She's terrible. She's the border czar. She's oh, supposed yeah. to be the border. She still hasn't been to the border. The president still hasn't been to East Palestine, Ohio. Like we haven't, Dude, yeah, we haven't, that one. We haven't done any of these things that we're supposed to do, and everybody just seems to be okay with it. So that um, one has shocked me how quickly that one went away. I'll be real about that. I couldn't believe how. The the whole East Palestine thing, yeah, uh, yeah. That no one talks about that anymore. It doesn't make the news. You don't hear anything about it. Like, Remember Maui? Aren't there yeah. still kids missing in Maui? Thank you. Isn't that yeah. still a thing? Exactly. I seem to remember there being a huge fire, one that burned boats in the water, two hundred meters off the shore. It burned the boats mm-hmm. to a crisp, two hundred meters off the shore. Yeah, yeah. And there were kids missing. And it was this whole thing. Why? Why are they we not seeing school to wall? Why are we not seeing wall-to-wall coverage of parents crying about their missing kids? Or why aren't we seeing children that were separated from their parents, um, you know, the other way? You know, their parents were killed when they were at home or whatever. Why Why haven't we seen that? What, we saw one fundraiser and that was it. And then Maui yeah. just, they were like, hey, no more Maui. That's that's not the move. Like that thing went away in a week. Yeah. Well, so they legitimately, the last thing I saw about Maui, the most recent thing I saw was about the fireworks on the island for New Year's Eve. Yeah, they that's banned it. them. Mm-hmm. So everybody yeah. sh- shot a bunch off. Yeah. That's it. You probably, I don't know. I know that Tulsi Gabbard has been pretty quiet as, or a little more quiet than I thought she should be about it. I know BJ Penn has tried to be super loud about it. Um, yeah. He hasn't, I don't know. He's been shut down pretty hardcore. Unless you go and find him, his social media, you'll get a bunch of shit, but it's all flagged. It says like, this is conspiracy theory. Fact oh, yeah. checkers say this isn't true. This is yeah. a, campaign to to shut him down and with a following as large as bj pin even before all this shit happened there's no reason why that shit wouldn't be mainstream unless there was a concerted effort to lock it down yeah i agree with you i agree with you way more than i don't 
That is that is for sure. And then and then just watching it, like there's something to be said for, you know, sometimes you don't know what it is. You look mm-hmm. at a, you look at a story, you look at something, and you're like, I don't know what it is, but something isn't right about this. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, what you'll do is as you're waiting, you're like, oh, this thing doesn't pile up. This thing doesn't stack up. That seems like a dumb thing. Sometimes if you just take a step back and that's what I did with the Maui fires, I'm like, wow, none of this makes sense. This Mm -hmm. all seems like lies. There's a ton of information to the contrary about stuff that's coming out. Why didn't the water work? Why didn't the sirens work? Why were you on film saying that you would save water in the event of a fire and then your subject uh, or your fire didn't have water to it? Like, why Mm -hmm. was the sheriff of Maui the sheriff of Las Vegas when the shooting happened? Like, that's another thing where you're just like, okay, so you take all those things, you kind of put them in this bucket and then you're like, all right, well, cool. I just kind of took a step back. And the day that that disappeared, I remember it just disappearing from my feeds. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why aren't we talking about Maui? Like mm-hmm. there's, there was no new thing. It was no, it was just suddenly on my feeds. It was, nope, we're not talking about Maui anymore. No, they were just some fires. Yeah. It was really sad. Biggest wildfire in American history, hundred million dollars worth of damage. And we just stopped talking about it. Do you really think the whole directed energy weapon thing is is real? Man, extraordinary. thinking about it, dude. Yeah. Extraordinary claims require extraordinary proof. I don't know mm-hmm. if I have the proof necessary to say mm-hmm. um, that it is or that it isn't. But I'll tell you what, man. There's a lot of, a lot of stuff about that fire that does not stack up. Mm-hmm. You know, fire crossing yeah. an eight-lane highway. Um, not the way that the wind was blowing, but the way that, you know, the direction of travel, essentially, of mm-hmm. what that fire was doing. Having some houses burned to the ground and other houses were completely okay. The blue having roofed almost, houses. Yeah, ha- well, and having almost all of the, you know, the there was a dispute going on amongst locals and mm-hmm. some other investors in the area to include Oprah Winfrey and you know, now Mark Zuckerberg, who's building a huge off-limits yeah. compound. Um Bet it doesn't you know, but there, house. Those houses were just fine, but the houses of the, the locals that we're holding out against all these projects just magically burn to the ground. Mm-hmm. Like that's, yep. again, that's a weird coincidence. And when you have so many coincidences in a row, you, you can't just shrug your shoulders and be like, well, those are crazy coincidences. At one point you have to at least admit, be like, all right. Yeah, man, that's pretty weird. It's pretty weird that you could have no water anywhere on the Island the day beforehand. It's pretty weird that Oprah hired a allegedly hired a personal fire crew the day before the incident. Okay. That's, yeah. That's pretty weird. For that real? We verify I didn't that. see that. Oh yeah. Pri- yeah, yeah. There, there was multiple like, different folks on the Island. There's like one house. There's like one house that all the houses around are literally gone. And like one house was still up. And I remember they were trying to say that like, Oh, it was like, because he painted his house white. <laughs> it reflected the flames. I was like, what? And then that house was like, yard is house in it's, war of 1812. Yeah. And yeah, then it's his, literally, it's literally his, his like rock fence. And then his, his like everywhere else, green grass is burnt, just black as shit. Yeah. His grass isn't touched. The, the wall yeah. is fine. It's like it's a like golf the, course. And he's completely engulfed by it. Yeah. I mean, it's like on all sides. We're like, yeah. which way did the fire burn? Which way was it blowing? How did it not catch it? Like he had a trampoline in his backyard. It's fine. It's not yep. singed. It wasn't melted. He was apparently it was just a fine. higher level official for like the state government or something too. So like people were like, how did every house in your area burn down to a crisp, but not yours? That's really weird. Well, and then you ask like these high level officials, like the person that was in charge of schools off Island that day, approved leave the mayor off Island, approved leave uh, the fire marshal off Island, approved leave. Like you're that's, Oh, that's a weird coincidence. That's a super strange coincidence for a fire that was not burning. This all happened in the course of like eight hours. 
for a fire that was not burning, you guys were all just magically off island at the same time. On it's kind of like all kind of like all these politicians and other political figures that weren't in harm's way during 9-11, but could have been and probably should have been, but weren't right. Smells of that. Now you got Josh green being the, the fucking sheriff or whatever. That's his name. That's fucking mm-hmm. crazy to me. That's a yeah. little weird, man. Yeah. It's weird. The same sheriff that oversaw the, and, and mm-hmm. again, that was another thing. And, and, you know, to, to pull this thing in is, as I look at things and how quickly they disappear, how fast did we get to, well, no motive, crazy. That that Vegas shooting was kind of crazy, huh? Yeah. I think like Zach, it happened right Zach, away. Zach has uh, some thoughts on the Vegas shooting. I I do. I don't have time or the mental capacity right now to like dive into that. And I don't okay. want to have this conversation. We'll, we'll, we'll do that one again. Yeah. That needs to be one. I need like Good. a little bit more time, especially <laughs> to go up against Aaron Love. Because part of me would go up against not, Aaron oh, Love. No. I know. So I... I it's going to be me time. asking you about the Vegas shooting, and I'm excited I need to do that. We should definitely do that. Yeah. that should, we should not wait so long next time for that yeah. one. Yeah. I'm in. I, I think it's a good place to wrap up, to be honest, guys. What do you think? Yeah, brother. I'm going to grab a snack and get myself together and get ready for this next day, but I appreciate you all having me on. 100%, man. Uh, as always, please like, share, subscribe. Oh, you had on me. Wrap this yes. up with my tricorn hat on. We got to end it the way we started it. Hold on. Yeah, you got you to end it good. It, it matters how you finish, you know? Mm-hmm. There we go. Nice. Okay. All right. If you listen to us, please subscribe. Don't be part of the 90% of people that listen and don't hit that subscribe button. It sure means a lot. Head on over to uh, Aaron Loves America Instagram page and check out One's Ready Podcast as well. So two places you can find Aaron Love. And uh, you guys know some other guests, Trent Siegmiller, Peaches. You guys can find them too. Um, but yeah, appreciate you coming on again, brother. It was nice yeah, as always. always. We'll have you back so you can debate Zach about the uh, Vegas shooting and shut him down because he's wrong. Just going to say that. Let's and, go. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> There's a half a cylinder more of knowledge next time. It's a half a cylinder, baby. 3.5 <laughs> cylinder. Woo. <laughs> Bye. All right, guys. <laughs> All right. Bye.